Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, a part of the conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Uh, tonight we will have a guest on who's running for Senate for Florida. Uh, so looking forward to have uh, her on, and that is Angela Marie Windhauser. Uh, so uh, we'll be hearing from her shortly. Uh, of course, we're also going to talk about some of the uh, updates going on, of course, with the which I think is soon to be going away. Uh, and I know there I'll talk about a, a second special counsel. Uh, of course, we'll talk about uh, Mueller and uh, what's going on with uh, the so-called Russian investigation. Uh, we're also, looks like, think may be closing in on Hillary Clinton. Uh, we'll discuss that as well uh, tonight. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, the uh, Republicans are looking at uh, opening some things that was from like a million, <laughs> how they're going to get a million or so documents uh, around that. Uh, who knows? But we'll be discussing that uh, tonight. From my understanding, they only have like about uh, 3,200 of, of the 1 million documents uh, that they, uh, they're asking for. But who knows how long that'll take? And, you know, even if they get them, I mean, how long is it really going to take uh, to go through all of them? Uh, so we'll be discussing uh, that as well uh, this evening. Got some articles, of course, that I'll be gleaned from the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, you could find that on the Bards Logic Newsroom, as well as all the different uh, links uh, to the articles uh, you may hear about uh, tonight. And of course, you can also uh, visit the Give page, which I'll be honest, folks, I'm a little disappointed because uh, I put out. You kind of a call to action, a shout out uh, about uh, looking to uh, send my daughter to Italy. You know, I thought I'd try something new. Normally, I don't 
uh, put out for anyone, uh, for any money, for anything. But I thought, well, you know, politicians, they uh, take donations for their campaigns, and this is going to be a campaign of sorts uh, for myself. Uh, and unfortunately, I haven't really got much uh, from that. And so, you know, I, I don't pay for the, uh, don't get paid for doing this show. I actually uh, pay to do it, uh, trying to provide a grassroots information and, uh, you know, platform for folks to uh, hear, you know, grassroots uh, people like such as our guest tonight, uh, also to, um, you know, have the guests on and people, you know, willing to, to share their views. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. There's still, still plenty of time. I know uh, Dr. Colbert and I are working on some things. Uh, if uh, giving just out to uh, do that isn't uh, something that you do and uh, you want to see about having some type of uh, tax write-off or something, uh, that's something we're working on as well, uh, if that's something that's uh, important to you. So we'll uh, bring more details to that as time moves on. Uh, and so we've, you know, waiting on our, our guest here this evening. It's kind of an impromptu thing for both of us. Uh, I know we're working on getting uh, some folks on uh, – we're looking for a guy from Tennessee. Uh, he's uh, Soyos. Uh, he's uh, running for Senate. Uh, we're looking. We're actually scheduling some things uh, for which actually is going to start in April uh, because we don't. Uh, we're not going to have a show next week, uh, which is the 28th, because that is actually my daughter's 16th birthday. Uh, so I'll actually be leaving work early and be celebrating that for the rest of the day. So an evening. So I will not be having uh, I'll not be having a show on that. And so while we're waiting uh, on our guest this evening, uh, this is kind of an impromptu thing for her and I. So maybe uh, we'll hear from her shortly. Of course, you know there was the updates about the the bomber there in Texas. Uh, from my understanding, is that uh, he's no longer with us, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, from my understanding, uh, he's. They found who he was. They uh, triangulated on him, and in the midst of trying to capture him, either he was shot and killed, or he had some bombs in there and a bullet. Uh, you know, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't been following that story all that closely. Um, to, to be honest, I mean, we watched it some last night, you know, and supposedly there was somebody on t- Facebook who posted something, whether that was him or not. I mean, I don't know. As I said, I haven't been you know watching a lot of it. Uh, but we have, uh, you know, that either that or, as I said, it was saying he blew himself up. <laughs> so I don't know if if that's the case. Uh, but through my understanding, 24 years old. Um, yeah, okay, thank you, Dr. Colbert, uh, for that message. Uh, so I guess he blew himself up. And through my you know, 24 years old. Uh, I heard he was 24. I mean, what a waste of life to be 24 years old. And that, and that shooter, that kid, uh, well, he's like 17 years old, who, you know, I guess shot his ex-girlfriend and some other guy um, in that school shooting. And then either he uh, killed himself or a cop shot him and killed him or, or whatever. But, you know, it's like, man, what a lot, what a waste of life. I mean, here you are, you're 20, I mean, any age, I mean, young, old. But I mean, and you got your whole life in front of you, and then you do something stupid, you know, the, you know, like, you know, blowing things up or shooting people. It's just it's unbelievable. And I thought, you know, and this is kind of off topic, but I want to discuss it, you know, since of course it is in the news. We do uh, talk about current events, you know, and we're waiting for our guests. 
is that, you know, I, I, in part, I blame the media. I mean, they're probably going to plaster these people's names, you know, and faces all over TV. So they'll get their, you know, probably more publicity in the, you know, in that one week than they probably would. And it's unfortunate to say that, but it's probably true. And that's what of most of us, right? Um, then they'll get in their entire life. So I guess, you know, uh, they decide to do something like this. Say, well, at least, you know, I'll be remembered for something. You know, instead of, you know, living a, a much longer life, maybe a pro, um, definitely a much more productive life. I mean, just think of the, maybe the children they could have had and perhaps the, the what those you know children could have brought into the, you know, the world, you know, in a positive light, you know, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, never know now because I decided to do something stupid. Um, I mean, you know, even if it's something, you know, for, for bullying or ex-girlfriend or what have you. Uh, who knows? Um, so we're going to change things up a little bit um, around because it's about 10 after, and, you know, I still haven't heard anything, you know, from our guest here. And so uh, the first thing I'll do is I'll go ahead and refer to – it's kind of a, a long article, uh, but it's one that we've got – I got from uh, – again, you can find it on the Bard's Logic Political Talks uh, page, uh, our website on the uh, Bard's Logic Newsroom page. And so that's where you can you know, get all the articles for this evening. And um, this is, of course, about Mueller. It says, Mueller investigation flouts Justice Department's standards. And it says uh, Gates was charged with $1 million in finance crimes and pled guilty to two minor offenses, one of them highly questionable. Uh, these columns have had many times observed Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's failure to set limits on special counselor Robert Mueller's investigation. To trigger the appointment of a special counsel, federal regulations require the Justice Department to identify the crimes uh, that warrant investigation and prosecution, crimes that the Justice Department is too conflicted to investigate in the normal course, crimes that become the parameters of the special counsel's jurisdiction. And, you know, with that, I mean, you can't give this guy, to my understanding, is it seems like they're giving the guy carte blanche power, you know, to be able to investigate and do whatever he wants. And I want to know how much, you know, uh, how much money, how much tax, taxpayer dollars are being spent on this. But anyway, it says, Rosenstein, instead of putting the car, I'm sorry, Rosenstein, instead put the cart before the horse, Mueller was invited to conduct a fishing expedition, a boundless quest to hunt for undiscovered crimes, rather than an investigation and prosecute of known crimes. And of course, as we know, that's what you know, you're supposed to have with a special counsel. You're supposed to already have a crime in mind, so to speak, and then work on that. Here he's just investigating possible collusions and then finding anything. And then, of course, people are getting charged with lying to the FBI or, or not being full disclosure or candor to the FBI or whoever. And that's how they really get – that's how they really get these people. And I think that's what a lot of this is about is to just you know, get these people in front of people you – know, um, you know, folks, you have to be under oath and say anything and then try to you know, trap them and you know, things of that nature. Um, it says, but why does, why does the special counsel need to invent an offense to get a guilty plea? Why doesn't he demand a plea to one of several truly egregious statutory crimes uh, he claims to have committed? And that's a good question. Says the multi-million dollar fraud indicates the penny ante plea. Okay, and then it says, uh, 
I'm, I'm just checking back and forth to see if uh, uh, she's Angela has called in. It says on Thursday, February 22nd, uh, with now familiar fan film, Mueller filed an indictment against Paul Manafort and Richard Gates. And I'm going to digress a little bit. And you know, we talk, we hear about the indictment of the. Uh, the Russians, which is just window dressing, because one, they're never going to be expedited. I mean, do we even really know who, who, what their, you know, her the identities are? So I mean, I, I think that was just flavoring. I think that was just trying to, you know, get things together. But th- there was nothing. But anyway, uh, it says uh, indictments against Paul Manafort and Richard Gates alleging extreme serious crimes. Let's put aside for now that the charges have absolutely. <laughs> this is like, true. Absolutely nothing to do with the stated rationale for Mueller's appointment, namely Russian interference in the 2016 impossible Trump campaign collusion uh, therein. Uh, you know, and, and for one, I mean, I'm getting sick of this, but hopefully we're getting kind of to the tail end of it. Um, I mean, it's been over a year or so. And there still hasn't been any you know, evidence. I remember we had the caller on here uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, trying to disrupt things. Uh, but anyway, uh, if, you, if you, you recall that one, it says, according to the special counsel, uh, Manafort and Gates conspired to commit more than a $25 million in bank fraud. Uh, in all, the indictment charges nine bank fraud counts, each carrying a potential penalty up to 30 years imprisonment or 270 years combined. Furthermore, the two defendants are formally charged with $14 million in tax fraud. The indictment's narrative of the offense actually alleges well over twice that amount. Uh, there, blah blah blah, you know. And then it's just you, know, you can read the article in full. Um, you know, there, as I said, you can access it through uh, Bard's Logic uh, Political Talks uh, page there on the on the newsroom. Um, but you know, with, with the Mueller investigation, you know, they're they're, they're looking into, of course, as you know. Uh, what was used to get the FISA warrant, that those things may even be bigger. And you're one thing, as we, you, know, you hear all the time, you know, the Democrats like to, and the liberals really, like to point the finger at uh, things <laughs> that they're actually doing. Um, so, you know, of course, it looks like there's just a, another uh, set of that. So it's now, now, as I said, I've, I've scrolled down some. This is a pretty lengthy article. Um, it says the most readily provocative – okay, I'm still talking about that. Um, yeah, I'm just scrolling down here, folks. Sorry for the the dead air, which is supposed to be deathly in, 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 in radio, but okay. I just don't want to, have to be reading a full, a full article to people. Okay, we do – I believe we do see our guest here, so that kind of – uh, save the day for us. As I said, I don't want to read the whole article there, and we're definitely going to go back to it uh, when we get to that portion of the show. Uh, but let's go ahead. I believe we have our guest on. So let's go ahead and welcome Angela. Uh, thank you very much, Angela, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm doing fine. Sorry, I had a delay. I had to type another phone call. Um, how are you doing? I'm fine. Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, it's kind of a, an interesting, chaotic night. Uh, my my daughter had uh, she's an AP English and they had this like big old thing they're reading the Great Gatsby and so she had a big this, this big thing mm-hmm. that her her teacher 
you know, I had, oh, had them do. So I, we're working on that most of the time, to be honest. Well, I'm but, uh, that you're, you're an involved, present parent, and that, that's so needed today. You're involved with your children. That's a good thing. I, 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 I certainly try. I certainly try. Um you know, a lot of times I play mom and dad a lot of times. So, um, yeah, and I, I mean, I've been doing it for years, but, um, you know, even though. But anyway, so uh, we've got the, you know, running in Florida. And it was, I kind of want to clear it up now. Are you uh, a non-party affiliated right in, or are you on the Republican ticket in the primary? Okay, here's what I am. I am a Republican right in for the United States. Senate seat of Bill Nelson. <clears throat> so I'm a write-in, but hopefully if fundraising goes 100% wonderful, uh, we will be on the ballot and uh, we will qualify uh, during that period. Uh, so that's the deal. And how much is required to be able to get on the ballot? Uh, it's a little over $10,000. Or you have to get at least 100,000 um, signatures on your petition. So you have a choice. You can go out and gather um, signatures, and we have some, but not enough at this point. Or you can uh, gather up the $10,000 and get on the ballot, or you can run as a write-in. I don't want to run as a write-in. However, um, because I have a very long name, and it it will take a very long time for each voter to write my name in. So uh, we're taking the the route that uh, we can get uh, a lot of endorsements if we just uh, utilize the beautiful radio hosts like yourself and get out there and get our na- get my name out there so people can listen to um, what my platform is. And basically, um, I am not... Uh, far away from my party aside of my my aspiration to ban the AR-15 so that that's the only little glitch I am pro-life I am for basically for everything the establishment of the party of Lincoln stands for um, however that one little glitch of, of banning that weapon of war um, I do want to do that. I am for the Second Amendment. I am for everything that the Constitution stands for. But with that, it comes the safety of the public at large. Otherwise, uh, if someone has an AR-15 on the top of a hotel in Las Vegas and they're shooting down on public, uh, someone in the crowd may in fact, have uh, another gun. Uh, But that's not going to protect them from someone on the 20th floor shooting down with an automatic weapon. 
Are you still there? Well, with the, I'm here. No, I'm, I'm here. Well, well, with that, and then, of course, the, the question that probably pops in the many's mind just automatically, uh, no pun intended, um, is, well, even if, it, even if it's made illegal, I mean, criminals, if they want one bad enough, they're going to get one. I mean, how, how do you keep a criminal from getting an AR-15 if they really want to get one? Here's the deal. No law-abiding citizen that's out to do a mass murder is going to do it the correct legal way, right? So some they're going to find a way to get around it, especially if they mean to do masses of people harm. But here's the the main fact that we just can't walk around. Most of the mass shootings and mass killings. Now set aside the hatchet murderers and the knife wielding crazies. Most of the mass murderers in America, as of late, have been operated and utilized the AR-15 or some bump stock or some similar automatic weapon uh, of war. So these, our police are are not shielded from these type of weapons. Uh, so they can't protect us when we allow these type of weapons out into the general public. So so we have to at least try to put a dent. You're right. Banning it won't keep the criminals from working their way around it, but at least uh, nothing beats a failure but a try. We've got to try different, different things. Now, we all um, have a right to carry our firearms, but we also have... Um, this thing called the protection of the public for the safety of the public. Now, um, we need to help our law enforcement to do that. So so this is one thing out there in the air that, that might put a dent in this thing. Now, there's no guarantees with anything, but we have to try. Are you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm just listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we're yeah we're well, here. Well, I mean, but there, and I think there's other things that can be, you know, I'm sure there's other, other topics, oh, sure. you know, that that you're you're strong about, but, but with the AR-15, oh, sure. I mean, I don't I don't own one, you know, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if I'd ever want to own one. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. you know, but the, the thing maybe. is, is you're 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 taking right you're taking rights away from other citizens that is, again, if so, you know. If someone really wants to get a hold of an AR-15, they're going to get a hold of an AR-15. Well, I mean, I, for, gonna, you know, yeah, I'm going to go back to the justification of owning one. Like, okay, my husband is a hunter, and he has shot a deer or two. Um, I don't want to eat a deer that's full of lead. So you're not going to kill a deer with an automatic weapon like that. Right. So it's not, it's not used for hunting. It is strictly used for mass killings. Now, it's fun to shoot probably because it takes no effort to pull the trigger and it just goes off. But here's the deal. Um, do we want to keep manufacturing this this particular item and, and just letting any criminal, any mass murderer just access it? Do we, do we really want to do that? Or do we want to say, okay, let's halt? 
let's let's hold up a second and let's let's fully fully analyze what's going on here most of the crazies or mass murderers that are shooting people are using this particular choice so we want to try and do something we we can't just sit uh behind our <clears throat> behind our uh podiums and and make um, vain speeches that do no good. We ha- we have to try. So that being said, um, I have a host of things to talk about. Um, do you want to ask me any questions in this interview? Uh, sure. No, you, you, well, yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, and you know, we have uh, that you you ran in 2016, correct? Okay, and you, were, you, you you came in, yeah, and, and you and that was actually a ride in can uh, a ride in is that? I, I was right in, and actually on and on that one on the end of that, I was a Republican. However, I was no party affiliate. And, and how did, how does that work specifically? Well. Um, if you affiliate your party on your paperwork, then you you are saying that uh, you want it known that um, you are going to go behind your party and get your party support to to be on the ticket and to uh, do the joint fundraising events. And um, initially, I was an independent. And then I joined the Republican Party, and um, because I I I am so in love with the the party of Lincoln, okay. Uh, when you look back on this particular party, it was started to basically abolish slavery, and as an African American, uh, I view that as a very noble noble cause. So. I, I I am still grabbing a hold of to that party of old that was started when Sojourner Truth helped Abraham Lincoln to abolish slavery. So um, this party is not lost yet. Okay. So it, there's a lot of good things about it, and um, we should try to um, to understand all of the political parties before we uh, highlight the negatives about it. Now, um, first of all, government is getting, it has gotten too big, too large, and, and we need to downsize that because we, we need to have citizens who love this country and who are, who, who want to be here and who uh, love it so much that you don't need the federal government constantly in your lives to 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 keep a, a democratic process going on. So what we have is the government mandating, okay, you must do this, you must do this, or you'll be fine, you'll be fined. And when you love this nation, um, as many Americans do, um, the government does not have to tell you, hey, it's not cool to um, 
discriminate. It's not cool to be a racist. It's not cool to uh, keep people um, away from um, all of the equal rights and everything that we have. So, you know, we've really allowed our government to explode to a point where um, it's unreachable. The legislators are untouchable. Many of them, they get letters from the constituents, but however, uh, they go with big lobby money, and they are basically operating from big lobby money, and they do what big lobby money tells them to do. So um, it's too large um, as far as the 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 financial and the finance reform, it's just too large, and we need reform immediately. Well, so, yeah, uh, seriously, I was going to ask you what your thoughts were about the uh, upcoming omnibus bill. I mean, when are they ever going to, you know, I thought they were going to stop doing things like that. Repeat that again. I didn't hear you. Uh, the upcoming omnibus bill. Huh? You know, when, you know mm-hmm. like they were talking about, uh, you know, I mean, Planned Parenthood still could be paid and, uh, paid for. I mean, there's really not anything being changed. And then, of course, you know, Dr. Tolbert uh, put out the you know, doc. You know, doc, you don't have anything to do really with the ominous bill. But, um, well, what, See, what, let's, uh, I'll keep on, on one topic right now. <laughs> what about the ominous bill that's coming up? Do uh, you have any comments on that? Or why, why are we, why are we funding or have any federal monies that are going towards um, Planned Parenthood? Okay. We don't need to pay into uh, aborted babies. We don't need to pay into that particular entity that's main purpose is to abort babies and sell baby parts. Why why are we why are even we involved in that? Why is taxpayer dollars involved in that? It, it, this is something that is um, most taxpayers do not want. If you ask anyone on the street, are you for your tax dollars going to keep Planned Parenthood in the game of aborting babies and selling baby parts? And they will tell you absolutely no. Absolutely not. We do not want that, our money, to go towards supporting something in that nature. We would like our tax dollars to go towards supporting um, unwet mothers, young mothers who need help in making this very important decision about their pregnancies. And there are so many other um, uh, ways to resolve that issue of an unwanted pregnancy, so many ways. First of all, we must inform the mother that this is, in fact, a baby. It's a life. It's a child. It's real. We must inform them that this is just not a it. This is a living person, and it's a miracle, and they are growing inside you. And we must inform that young woman that this person needs a chance. Now, everybody gets a chance at life. So we need to go that route and inform these young women uh, as opposed to giving them the uh, uh, blinded uh, option of getting rid of that baby 
we need to inform them in any manner, every manner, the the biology of it. This is in fact a child. Well, you know, and a couple of things is you know, and, and Trump is promising, and, and you've heard this many times, I'm sure. Um, and Trump has promised to well, we you bring that up, and I'm, I'm getting some messages here as well. Uh, yeah. But Trump brought up the um, you know, then said in a lot of his rallies, you know, about not not funding Planned Parenthood. But I mean, in this omnibus bill, I mean, there is uh, you know, I mean, they're they're still funding for it. They're still funding for. Yeah. I think that brings us to our, our next topic is a sanctuary city. Um, they're still going to be funding yeah, for that, and I mean. I mean, I, I, mean I support Trump, but I want to see you know some of those promises be kept. I mean, I know there's been other promises kept, but you know, I'm hoping to see those too. Well, that, that's very hypocritical, and that's very political, and like the regular politicians that we've been dealing with. N- number one, um, when we have people who have waited in line to come to this country, and they've waited the mandatory time to get their visas to enter into the United States legally. It's a slap in the face to them when we are allowing sanctuary cities to host illegals. So now we're all immigrants through our ancestry, but however, we came here during a time when uh, it was allowed and we weren't uh, exhausting our resources. So now we have people jumping the line. I used to teach school. And you'd have students lined up in a line going to the library or going into the cafeteria. Every child gets upset when someone cuts the line. So here we have um, people who have cut the immigration line, and they have come in as an illegal and jumped ahead of that line in in front of people who have waited for years to get here. That's not right. It's not fair, and it, 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 it makes you wonder, well, if they are not honest with coming here and if they can't wait honestly in that line to get here, what are the intentions? Um, so, and furthermore, America has resources, federal government resources that uh, are stretched, uh, stretched to the max for Americans. We have impoverished people here in America that need those resources. They're not getting them because we have so many people from other countries that are overwhelming the system. So because when someone else comes in illegally, what has to happen with the social services, they wind up making the documents in different languages. That costs money, taxpayer money, so that they can accommodate the person who has jumped the line and come here illegally, redo documents into that language. So now... uh, is that fair to use taxpayer dollars to accommodate and stretch this system so far that uh, the citizen who is here and and have not jumped the line and is here legally 
they cannot take advantage of those resources when they are down and out. It's not fair. And I believe um, Native countries of the people who are here illegally, whoever it may be, they should be penalized. We should put tariffs on them. We should um, go after those governments to the max with penalties. If Because generally we're already giving uh, funds by the way of NGOs to many of those nations who send people here illegally. So we should stop that funding. We should add a tariff on that. For everyone who's here illegally from whatever nation they come from, we should tax them a tariff on those, those people. Um, is that harsh? I don't believe so because we're having to stretch our resources and take away from American citizens to accommodate those people. It's out of love that we are saying to the American, we want to help you when you're down and out. We want to put you first. We're going to make sure you're first. Well, I know eventually um – You've been going up against, and you mentioned already Bill Nelson. But you know the Republican, uh, the Republican plate is pretty full uh, when it comes to Senate candidates. Uh, you know we've got Augustus uh, Victus, you have uh, Latresa Jones, Howard Nepper, Martin McCall, Joe Smith, Marsha Thorne. Uh, of course, Rick Scott might be you know throwing his hat in the ring if he hasn't already. Uh, Keeping keeping uh, Rick Scott out because, of course, if he does, I mean, it's he would be your yeah, your biggest opponent. Uh, who, who in that list you think was uh, the person that would probably be yeah. your your biggest rival? Latresa Jones um, and um, our governor has not gotten into the race yet, but you know he has to wait for his term to be finished before he does the qualifying papers. Um, if he intends to still run. Here's the thing. Um, when you are running for office as a public servant, there are many people that same aspiration or want to do good when they fill out those, the paperwork to run as a public servant. They all want to do good for Florida. So, um, I have nothing negative to say about them. I have only um, admiration for them for taking, picking up the mantle and trying because that shows me that they care about this state and they care about this nation, as I do. So I say to them, um, Godspeed, and I, I pray for them as I do over my president, over our um, Congress, and senators, so and that's what we should do: is pray for your opponents and pray for our leaders. Um, this this is something that is very serious. And uh, when you pick up the mantle to run for pu- public service, um, that tells me you're a person of substance. Care, you care about more than just your household. You care about what's going on in your community and you care about what's going on in Washington, D.C., and you care about how it affects your neighbors, how it affects your family, 
how it's going to affect your grandchildren. Are you there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're here. We're just quiet. We just allow, you know, we allow our guests. To, we don't do a lot of talking over each other as, as other perhaps shows, uh, whether it's TV or radio. We we pretty much give the person who's talking the floor. And, we, you know, we, we let them have their say. Uh, and that's one of the, I think, you know, one of the things yeah. that stands out with Bard's logic is we don't we don't like to do that here. We like to give people plenty of time, try to give them, you know, to talk without any kind of interruptions, uh, you know, things of that nature. I mean, it, it, we're a three-hour show, so we think we got plenty of time for people to get out. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> that was unexpected. <coughs> well, bless you. <coughs> wow. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and so, you know, we give time. Now, well, one of the topics we'll be discussing tonight, and uh, maybe at the top of the hour, you know, it depends on how things flow through, uh, is that, of course, you know, the, the, the Robert Mueller investigation or so-called investigation is kind of a scam uh, pretty much mm-hmm. at this point. And they're really revealing a lot of information, you know, peeling the onion, uh, as they say, uh you know, it's just a, just a different levels of corruption, at least how they see it. I mean, we had a couple candidates, you know, I usually ask candidates this question, uh, whether they're, you know, Republican or, you know, we've had, a, you know, multi-party, alternate parties, folks in here, you know, had some libertarians and American citizen parties on here and things of that nature. But, I mean, uh-huh. do you think that the, that the Mueller investigation is going to end sometime soon? I mean, I know there was some jibber-jabber about, you know, Trump firing Mueller. I don't think that's, that's really going to happen. Uh, what's your take? And you know, you you listen to the people in Florida. I know I haven't asked other candidates, but it's kind of popped in my mind. You, you know, I'm sure you're talking plenty. I mean, what what do they think, if anything, about the the whole investigation uh, going on? Well, I mean, are they, are they tired of it too, or? Well, um, pretty much what I am hearing is that Americans are offended that Russia took advantage of our president, or they attempted to take and interfere into our electoral process. They are more upset with Russia than our president. Uh, they, most of the people that I talk to uh, see our president as an unwilling, um, as an unwilling subject. Um, he did not know a lot of the things that they were trying. He was trying to be kind. Um, as he's a businessman. And so um, as a businessman, an international, global uh, business icon, uh, he tries to keep the avenues open uh, to do business. And it, and so we we cannot expect him to cut that off overnight and, and be um, uh, a non-sociable uh unkind person to anyone because he's an international businessman and and that's his way. He basically is not a politician. And secondly, um, I have all the respect for uh, our FBI and all of our law enforcement. We have the best in the world. Um, That being said, um, they can always use um, our support and uh, a, a Probably a second special counsel will be added to assist Mueller in this investigation. Um, to assist them or actually to, to, to investigate the investigators? Well, 
it may be just a check and a balance, not so much as to put in um, a mistrust with the current uh, special investigator, but to maybe add um, add support. They can't be everywhere and they can't do everything at one time. So it may help to put in a second special investigator to help, not to investigate the original investigator, but to support and, and add another um, perspective. So uh, we have to be mindful that um, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is, and it, it operates to do um, everything uh, from the foundation from decades way back. So it operates on the pretense of being independent. And the special independent investigator is doing things independent of security. So we should allow that. We we should allow that to happen and take its course. And uh, if if there needs to be a second invest a second investigator, which I believe a second one is going to be added to the team, uh, that that needs to that needs to occur. And it's not going to say to Mueller, we don't trust you. What it's going to say is that okay, we have. Um, someone else here, um, whatever you're overwhelmed with, um, uh, delegate it to the second investigator to help you. And that's my take on it. Um, this is not going to go into the summer. Uh, I'm speculating that before June, it's, it's going to wind down. And I'm also speculating that uh, there will be no charge of collusion. There will be only um, the charges that they currently have from um, General Land and Manaport, uh, those guys. And Which that, I think Trump may very well at some point in time, very well, very, may well pardon them. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's his his option he as president he had the option to do so so um a lot do you of think things he should taking, well i believe uh our honorable um public servants especially general flynn uh should step up to the plate and say you know what um i'm gonna man up and leave the president out of this, and and I'm going to take this weapon, and um, because I did wrong. I expect that kind of uh, patriotism. I expect that kind of loyalty to this country from those guys. So um, that's my take on it, and I do not believe that. Um, Kushner or um, Donald Trump Jr. will be charged, um, and, and they shouldn't be. They it, coming into this, they they are businessmen, so they're not politicians. So they were operating as businessmen, and so they weren't uh, 
cutting off uh, connections. A businessman makes connections. And so we're expecting them to be um, automatic politicians, and they are not. So, and and as a matter of fact, uh, many people voted um, for our president because he's not a politician. He's candid, he's frank, and he says it how he he calls it how he sees it. So that is a um, that's a feature that people love. So we we're tired of the the um, the the regular politician that that tells a lot of fabrications and that just says things to get elected. We we just want the truth. Um, well, I mean, it, and I started and I started earlier this evening. You know, uh, you know, I read part of an article uh, that you know we you know, we just start off start off the show tonight. And you know, one of those things is you know is about Mueller. I mean, do 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 you trust him? Do you think, or do you think he's been overstepping his bounds? I trust him. I trust Robert Mueller to do uh, upstanding, classy investigation. And here's why I trust him. Um, if you look back on all the while he's been running this, there have been there has not been. There have been very little leaks. He does not talk to the media. He's a low-key guy. He's professional. And and this is what we want. We want a professional guy, someone that's not media hogging, someone that's not um, out to, to feed his own ego. He's just doing his job. Well, what about all the – what about all the uh... – the Democrats, the Democratic uh, donors that are basically hired for the investigation. I mean, there's no, there's no sense of balance on his panel. Well, I see it as this: um, you've got to have a check and a balance somewhere. He's a Republican. That, He's the head of all of them. Okay, he can fire those Democrats if he wants, but he's balancing the playing field. Okay, he does not have to accept every bit of information that his team brings to him as a valid as a valid piece of uh of information he can he can question it but he works with these people and he trusts them so we have to trust him because he's ahead of it as knowing what he's doing he's professional and and I, I I sincerely believe that he's he's doing uh, the best job that he can do. And uh, what's the other side of it? We could have a Democrat in charge and a bunch of Republicans on the team working under the Democrat investigator. I mean, some people are not going to be happy with that. So um, he's how about to, how about an equal number of Republican supporters and Democrat supporters on a panel? Instead of them all being t- tied somehow to the Democratic Party. Well, um, I don't know. That's his call for some reason, and I'm not going to pretend to know uh, Mr. Mueller's job and why he chose certain people for the team. Uh, but what I can say is that he has um, run a very classy, low-key investigation, and and the 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 quirks and the the things that have come out, he has immediately fired 
the people who were guilty of of doing wrong on the team. So, you know, I agree, but we're on the outside. We're not doing his job. So uh, for whatever reason, this is how he's doing it and who he's hired to be on his team. So it would be very um, totalitarian to try to dictate to him who to put on his team. He's running an independent investigation, and we have to let him do so. Well, I mean, even the the, the cause for the uh, the investigation in and of itself uh, was suspect. I mean, and then for, you know, and, and he's not a guy who you know has a spotless record that everyone, you know, a lot of folks have been saying. I mean, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. His panel. You know, I think there's been an overreach of uh, power. He's, he's, there hasn't even been a scope, you know, a, a public scope of what his, his his power is and what he can do and what he can investigate. I mean, you know, when, when he's going in and I mean, when he's supposed to be investigating, you know, so-called Russian collusion, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the the Trump campaign, uh, you know, when of course this has been going on, if they have been trying to interfere, but Interfe- uh, been trying it since 2014, and that was long before you know Trump was even <laughs> running for president. Uh, you know, I mean, where where was it? Where was he then? I mean, where was Comey then? You know, when when these things were uh, these things were going on. Uh, but also, we got a, you know another uh, topic we're going to you know, bring up, and actually, I do have before I bring that up, and that's going to be with the Hillary Clinton email. Let's go ahead and bring in Susan. Thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. Mm-hmm. How are you tonight? Yeah. Oh, tired, but I'm alive and kicking. Um, yeah, I just, I have an article. I haven't put it yet in the group, um, and I'm going to. Michael Savage said this is the right time for Trump to fire Mueller. Mueller. Um, he said his, his power is strong. I defe- defeated Schumer on his DACA bill. And while the left is in retreat, it's time for Trump to strike while his power is high. And he said that um, replace him with someone who is not as partisan on different investigation that would be the FBI collusion against the president. So uh, I like most of the time what Savage says. Sometimes I disagree with him, but in this case, I don't think he'd call for anyone to be fired unless he truly believed that person was not right for that job and was harming Trump more than he was helping him. And the other thing is she, I I like a lot of things that your lady there says, um, but the Florida governor, Rick Scott. (laughs) Okay. Well, you can pray for him all you want, but I will never forget, not ever how he fired that sheriff, the new interim sheriff for Liberty County, Florida, after the current, uh, he didn't fire him, he named one. He was arrested for releasing a man who was arrested for carrying a concealed handgun without a license. He did not defend it. The sheriff did, but the governor did not defend Second Amendment rights. And mm. that sheriff did the right thing. Finch was arrested after five today and was booked in the Liberty County Jail. He was released on his mm-hmm. own recognizance. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, I, I have never forgotten that. When the time when Rick Scott did that, I was done with him. I don't live in Florida. 
but I wouldn't have voted for him. I wouldn't have supported him. That sheriff was correct. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm yeah. sorry. I can't stand Rick Stott. Can't stand him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish you were a Floridian and you could vote for me. I would. I, I would. And just because you don't agree with someone on certain little issues doesn't mean they aren't a good person. Anybody who's independent, I truly, truly like, you know, I wish you were on the Constitution Party ballot or something because they do have a little more, um, what do you call it, uh, clout. Yeah, they're more specific for the Constitution. That is true. Yeah. Well, they are more specific towards the Constitution, and that's a good thing. You know, um, the founding fathers were more specific for the Constitution, too. So um, I I think um, I used to work as a contractor in Washington, D.C. for the Department of Defense. And and I had a top secret uh, clearance. And for Mueller, you know, I, I, you really have to um, be around that climate in Washington, D.C. to understand um, what these guys are dealing with, okay? Um, he's doing his investigation as best that he can. And I say that. Because no matter what, there was going to be an investigation. And so um, as professional as he is, and I believe he's professional, I'm glad that he is the one that's doing it. Because he's not an egotistical person. He's not doing this um, media game. He's not gathering items for his book. Um, he's, He's an honorable guy, a Christian and he's God-fearing man. So um, we need more God-fearing people in Washington, D.C., someone that's not afraid to say the name of Jesus. And and he's a classy guy, and I can say that, that what I've heard about well, him. Well, well I'm going to refer to this um, this article, and again, you can uh, find a link uh, to this article from the Bard's Lodge Political Talk website. Uh, on the mm-hmm. uh, com, we've got the uh, the mm-hmm. newsroom. It says, Mueller in Boston. It said, in Boston, Mueller was an assistant attorney general in the U.S. Attorney's Office and then became the acting U.S. attorney from 1986 through 1987. It was Mueller's actions during that time that raised questions about his role in one of the FBI's most controversial cases involving the FBI's use of a confidential informant that led to the convention of four innocent men who were sentenced to death mm-hmm. For murders they did not commit Local law enforcement Mm. officials The media and some colleagues Criticized Mueller Mm. and the FBI For what they believe was the Bureau's role In covering up for the FBI's Longtime dealings with mobster And informant James Whitey uh, Bolger Bolger was a kingpin And a confidential informant for the FBI From the 1970s In the Bureau's Mm -hmm. efforts to take down The Italian Mafia in Boston the Bolger's mm-hmm. relationship with the FBI, with his FBI handler, Special Agent John Connolly, became toxic. It was later discovered that mm-hmm. Connolly went out of his way to protect Bolger and aided the crime boss against investigations mm-hmm. being conducted by the Boston PD and the Massachusetts State Police. According to the reports of the time, Connolly would mm-hmm. inform Bolger of wiretaps and surveillances being conducted by law enforcement. Journalist Kevin Cullen wrote extensively 
about the FBI's involvement with Bulger and raised concern about the old case in a 2011 article in Boston.com after Obama and Congress uh, mm-hmm. after Obama asked Congress to make an exception to allow Mueller to stay on two extra years beyond the mandated 10-year limit as FBI director. Cooler said mm-hmm. in his story that Mueller was the first to assist the first an assistant U.S. attorney, then as an acting U.S. attorney in Boston, had written letters to the parole and pardon boards throughout the 1980s opposing clemency for the four men mm-hmm. framed by FBI lies. Of course, oh Mueller my. was also in that position while Waddy Bulger was helping the FBI cart off his criminal competitors, even as he buried bodies in the shallow graves along the Neoset. In 2001, those four men were convicted in 1965 of Teddy Deegan's murder were exonerated by the courts. It was discovered that the FBI withheld evidence from the court to protect their informant that would have cleared the men, according to reports, and there's a link to that those reports. At the time, the uh, Bureau buried the truth to protect Vincent Jimmy Fleming, their informant, who was the brother of Stevie Fleming, a partner of Bulger. Colleen Rowley, a former FBI agent and former uh, Minneapolis Division legal counselor of the FBI, wrote an op-ed in the Huffington Post last year, no Robert Mueller and James Comey aren't heroes, stated that, when the truth about Bulger was finally uncovered through intrepid investigative reporting, and persistent on its judges, U.S. taxpayers footed for a $100 million court award to the four men framed for murders committed by the FBI-operated Bulger gang. But according to Cullen, Mueller was never asked by Congress, what did you know about Whitey Bulger and when did you know it? U.S. District Judge Nancy Gertner in Boston said the Bureau helped convict the four men of a crime they did not commit, and the three of them had been sentenced to die in the electric chair. So oh, uh, no. this case goes beyond mistakes, beyond the unavoidable errors of a fallible system. Gertner wrote in t- uh, a 228-page decision, which called the FBI's defense that Massachusetts was to blame for an inadequate investigation absurd, according to Cohen's mm-hmm. article. Show noted, for these reasons alone, there should be concern about Mueller's special counsel. As I mentioned before, under Mueller's watch in Boston, the second most corrupt relationship between the FBI agent, John Connolly, now in prison for murder-related charges, and his information, information Whitey Bulger unfolded, said Schoen. Mueller was neck deep in it and has never answered the questions that the media asked rhetorically, but should have been asked by a grand jury of congressional committee. Even such dubious sources as the New York Times, Boston Globe, and Huffington Post have demanded answers. Many have suggested he should never have been FBI director. Over the weekend, Trey Gowdy, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, was one of the members. If you have an innocent client, Mr. Dowd, act like it, Gowd told Fox News Sunday, who added Mueller's probe should continue. And the article goes on a little bit more. Uh, You know, so – you have a, a you know something that, you know and and that and what what's your thoughts on that? Well, here's my thoughts. Um, I come from a climate of holding information confidential for life. Um, while contracting under uh, 
Daddy Bush, the first Bush in Washington, D.C. I signed um, all kinds of uh, documents and paperwork um, pertaining to my top secret and clearances that will carry me through my life. Now, they are inactive clearances right now. However, within those uh, documents were statements that if there's an issue or subject uh, pertaining to um, a specific entity, federal person who, who's running an invest, investigation or whatever, I cannot give you any comments towards um, an article or something written, even if it was from the Free Freedom of Information archives. I, I cannot uh, comment and give you a yay or nay. I can tell you that um, if anyone was sent to do time or sent to the electric chair erroneously, um, that they are due compensation. They are due uh, certain um, certain uh, financial uh, reparations for that harm done to them, um, but I cannot make a an assessment or make a judgment uh, publicly on the character of of someone um, publicly on a radio show or even in writing. If New York Times were to come to me or any media outlet were to come to me and ask my opinion, me having signed those documents, um, I cannot comment because it could be viewed um, as bias. It could be viewed as, uh, and, and, and I, 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 I hear what you're reading, but I, I cannot comment on that at all. Well, also, well, it, it just, and you mentioned the uh, Freedom of Information Act. I mean, isn't it ever – I mean, and just like, you know, when they were talking about these memos, I mean, yeah, they got to be redacted and things of that nature, you know, but isn't the American people as citizens' right to have, you know – Every you know every piece of information out there. I mean, I mean, what really should be secret to the citizens of the United States? I mean, you know, that's what causes distrust in our, in our government is when okay. the government is keeping secrets from us. <laughs> I mean, we okay. as, as American citizens, I'm not saying we should know you know processes or things of that nature, but I mean, if there's something out there that's the truth, why why should, why should the American people not have that? Especially with the Freedom of Information Act. This is true. Um, and I understand what you're saying. But I, I manage um, foreign accounts for warhead distribution and warhead repairs. And uh, everything that was with my my job, there are set-asides with the secret and top-secret clearances. And that I would have to go through um, this special national security uh, entity with the federal government to get clearance to speak um, on subjects that are so sensitive. Um, I, you can bring many articles to me, and um, as an American citizen, 
uh, as freedom of speech, I can say, well, generally, if that happened to that person, that was wrong. Um, but Americans have the right to vote in and to scrutinize um, everybody who's, who's – if you believe that someone has hired a particular investigator and put them – given them the position erroneously, then you have a right to take it to the polls and um, make sure that you uh, vote that person out who, who nominated that particular investigator. So they, these things are very sensitive to people who have been on the inside of the scope. Um, and I don't like to burn bridges. I like to set up bridges and build them. So you don't build bridges by knocking them down before you even meet the person. I've never met Mueller. And I would hate to um, scorn that relationship before I even meet him. Okay? I've never even met uh, our president. I have been in the same conference room with him, and I have prayed over him um, in 2016. Uh, we we were at the same convention, but all in all, um, I don't have that liberty to comment um, negatively uh, about those um, personalities and their jobs. Um, and I wouldn't because I, I'm, I'm not a politician, but I'm new in this game and I'm trying to build bridges. And if I'm running as a God-fearing um, public servant, uh, it really would not be... Um, how can I say it? It wouldn't be like Jesus to start throwing out some negatives about people who I have not met yet. So um, I'd like to build bridges and never tear them down with, with you know, what I've heard hearsays or um, it may in fact be some facts in the article. I don't know. But um, all of these things that... Uh, are in the Freedom of Information Act are for the public to review and make their decisions at the polls. Um, as a public servant, um, I'm going to keep it clean and just pray for them and um, do as Jesus would because we are lacking the God-fearing public servants right now and we need more of them. That being said, huh, um, are there any more other issues you want to talk about? Well, yeah, certainly. I know one of the topics, because uh, I don't know how much time we'll be able to have, if you, you know, you'll have for us tonight. Uh, one of the other topics that we're going to be uh, discussing tonight, um, and uh, you know, of course, we're talking about the things maybe even closing in on Hillary Clinton. Now, remember. Uh, <laughs> During the campaign, you know, you're, there was a lot of talk about, you know, putting, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton in jail. You know, all falls in, you know, Ron not be mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, in jail. So who knows? Maybe that one. Not that. Not that Hillary's. Um, you know, I mean, not that he's like behind it or anything, but there might be, you know, talk about, 
you know, you know, about her actually for the email scandals and other things, well, mostly the email. And so that's mm-hmm. the topics we're going to discuss about tonight. Things might be closing in uh, on her with that. I know, you know, as I mentioned earlier tonight, they were talking about. Now I don't know how they're going to do this. I mean, I really don't. You know, talking mm-hmm. about um, the mm-hmm. GOP is, uh, you know, talking about subpoenaing the FBI for like a million of the. You know, a million documents. <laughs> you know, like, they've got now. They've only got like three thousand or something. But uh, I don't know. You know, what, what's your thoughts on that? On well, you know, you know on that ongoing uh, thing. I have to tell you this. I'm in the party of Lincoln, and I'm expecting um, a, a very classy, uh, sophisticated um, uh, responses. And I want the party to be that party of Lincoln that um, we have a lot more to do rather than pulling up millions of pages. You know, there are many more issues that the American people expect the Republicans and the Democrats to address rather than uh, throwing stones at each other. So uh, we have a country to run. We have a nation to run. And um, I, if we're going to build public servants who are God-fearing, then we have to really honestly pray for one another and, and be like Jesus because this nation was founded on the principles of Jesus Christ. So we have to bring that back to the forefront and focus on the well-being and the best interest of the American people, who right now they're overflogged with uh, gossip and um, bedroom talk from people's relationships, uh, that um, we need to get down to business in Washington, D.C. And the way, the only way that you can do that is send uh, virtuous, God-fearing people there who can um, uh, uh, hit the nail on the head and uh, uh, serve our constituents honorably. So um, God is the one that judges. And when we uh, stay faithful and um, with our relationship with him, we can do the right thing when it comes to uh, giving everyone uh, uh, their due and justice. Because we're never going but, to get but ahead. Don't you think she should be, I mean, if she, but if she committed a crime, I mean, if she committed a crime, I mean, if that was you or me, we'd be in jail. Why should she get away with it? Oh, and my point is not that anyone should get away with a crime. My point is, is that uh, there are a lot more issues that we need to serve the American people with than spending a lot of money, a lot more money, on uh, going after another uh, crime-ridden politician. We have to focus on uh, the people. And what they want us to do is bring more, uh, keep our corporations inside this nation they want to be employed. They would like an easier way to start businesses. 
They would like to have better public schools. Uh, they want uh, better um, health care. They want better ways of, um, if they want to start a business, they want more support. Uh, the, the American people are very creative. They are entrepreneurs. They are um, mothers, fathers, uh, grandparents. They want to help build this country for the the next generations to come and not tear it down. Um, they want uh, sound and rational legislation. They want the FDA to stay out of their uh, their lives and not allow um, uh, puberty stunting hormones to be injected in in children. They want um, the hospitals to stop charging outrageous costs for a Band-Aid. They want uh, the, the legislators to earn their salary. And if they're not there to vote uh, the way that the constituents want them to vote, if they're not even present to do the vote, the American people want a way to uh, garnish or um, uh, slack their wages of the legislators who are not there to vote. The American people want to get rid of abortion. They want to get rid of these uh, weapons of war that are uh, put in the hands of uh, insane individuals uh, that are aimed at our churches, that are aimed at our children in school. Children should not be gunned down while learning in school. The American people want active legislators that are progressing and moving to do something, to do something that they could see the change that has well, happened. Well, yeah, and I'm not talking about that all the time here. I'm, I mean, I'm tired of you know, talking about the same, you know, or, you know, you know, topics related to by immigration, the budget, the debt ceiling, the government shutdowns. You know the shootings, wars. You know, I mean, still, we, we we want to get something resolved, certainly. Uh, certainly, and so we can. You know, we're, you know, I mean, because we've been we've been kind of you know going around in circles for the last forty years. You know, having campaign after campaign after after campaign. You know, saying how they're going to fix you know uh, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, Social Security. I mean, they've been talking about these things for decades, and nothing's ever getting taken care of. Never gets taken care of, and we can go back and forth saying she did that, he did that, she did that, he did that. Give me those million dollars, and we can we can allow them to stall, and that's what it is. They could stall all day and and go back to their million dollar mansions and sip on cocktails, and then come back the next day and hold meetings and let's review this million uh page document and you know they can do that all year long and stall on getting anything done for the american people and that is a tragedy and that bothers me we have we're a nation that has human trafficking drug trafficking all kinds of of things coming in and killing and harming the people of america and, and and what do we have for it? We don't have any manufacturers here. Everything's um, shifted overseas. Everything's globalized. 
so and and everything's automated. So we need a paper trail. We need manufacturing's back here. We need the 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 guts of this nation like it used to. The American people are a creative um, entrepreneurship people. We need to create things. We need to own businesses. But right now, we're not allowed to do that. We don't have that, that, that spirit. It's being ripped from us, and we need it back. We need those principles of Jesus the Christ back. We need to take this nation to the level of of worshiping God, to the level that it was at the time of Abraham Lincoln. We do. And, yes, I am for prayer back in the schools. Um, we, we allow others to come into the school from out of the country and bring their religions and they are allowed to, their children are allowed to go and pray. Why can't God-fearing Christian children have time to pray? We we need that type of uh, freedom and spirit back into our schools and back in our homes. Um, not only is prayer lacking in the schools, um our families are are not praying as much as they used to. We need to support them. Support home churches. Support um, prayer at home. So I'm not ashamed to mention that this nation was founded on the principles of Jesus Christ, and basically that's what's lacking. That's why everything is going astray. That's why there's evil on every corner that you can mention. That's why uh, children in Chicago cannot walk to and from school without uh, running from a bullet. This is why we have evil manifesting. It's a stench, and God knows the evil is that high. This is why we have so many babies unborn being killed by the millions and then selling their small bodies. I, I, I can't fathom. This is just not right. It's a, a very demonic thing. And how how the nation founded on the principles of Jesus Christ allows this, they've allowed uh, Planned Parenthood to prey on young mothers, to prey on babies. In this nation The nation Founded on the principles of Jesus Christ The nation that has in God we trust On our money and our This should not be allowed This is only allowed because We don't have God fearing politicians Because we have voted in people Who are afraid to say the name of Jesus We are voted in people Who do not open up the word of God, do not open up the Bible. We have people in there who are so defiled that they don't care about children getting implants in their arms to change them from one gender to another gender, and 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 nobody is stopping that. 
the FDA is allowing pediatricians to inject puberty-blocking hormones in children. Well, that's the first time I've heard about that. Well, they're actually puberty blocking. There are puberty blocking hormones that are on the market right now that some parents, when a child tells them that they want to switch genders, okay, that they take them to the pediatrician and they ask for that. Pediatrician, that's ridiculous. Excuse me? Well, I just said pediatrician. That's ridiculous. That's for, like, the kids. That's what's going on. So how old are all these kids that they're injecting these things? I mean, if it's pure, I mean, I mean, are we talking about 11, 12-year-olds? 11, 12-year-olds. Um, I read a case of uh, a couple, two women, that their three-year-old little boy adopted. He said he liked being a girl. And they took him, I think he was eight years old, they took him to the pediatrician and had the the steroids implanted in his arm so that he when he he wouldn't start to have puberty, you know. So, you so know, how would he, Do they need yeah. those hormones? Don't I mean don't they need hormones for other things? I mean, I don't know, I'm not a pediatrician, no. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on T V but they specifically did not want this little boy to change his mind when he starts to go into puberty years, 12 years old, and decides that, yeah, I want to be a little boy. They specifically so that, did were not the two lesbians that adopted a little boy? Yes, and that's exactly what happened. It was two lesbians. Uh, so it was two lesbians who, do- who adopted a little boy, and now they want to turn him into a girl. Yes, all based on what he said when he was three years old. That he liked well, because he that's what he was surrounded by women. See, this is why, and this is going to be highly, this might be highly controversial, and we are going totally into the weeds, totally off topic uh, on our topics tonight. But you know what? I'm just going to put that out there, this out there. That is one of the reasons, and I know those people are probably outliers. Those two women, you know, and it, and it bears research, I know, but those two women, you know, which as a state are probably the outliers, okay? Are yeah. the are the reason that I think that same sex couples should not have kids. Well, I really, I really, I'm really, I really, I mean, if a guy wants to, now I'm in the mind, you know, you you may not agree with this, Angela. I'm of the mind if a guy wants to be with a guy and a girl wants to be with a girl, you know, let them let them be. You know, if they want to have their, no, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not a supporter of gay marriage. Actually, I I do believe in civil unions. You know, of, of, you but if you know, but once you bring a kid into it, uh, that that's where I draw the line. And and here's and here's the thing, you know, um, not everybody should be parents if this is the type of decisions that you're gonna make to to put put stuff that child with uh, hormone puberty blocking hormones. So you know they don't even give the chance, the child a chance to choose. Let him be 18 years old or at least 21 to choose. Now, if you're adults, I don't care what happens in your bedroom, but do not thrust this thing onto children. God made men and women. There's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Now, whatever you want to do in your bedroom, I don't hate. You know, I love everyone, 
but here's the thing. When it comes to children, I can't say that. You know, when it comes to children, you know, it's evil to do that to a child. It, it's, it's really evil. And so when is it going to end? But but then we look at what's happening with the abortion procedures. So it's happening to children in the in the womb. So the evil keeps manifesting, and we have to come back to uh, what's right and and what's morally correct. In God's eyes, and I'm not afraid to say it because this nation was founded on those principles. We, when we, you go to any court in America, you must put your hand on that Bible to be sworn in as a witness, to be sworn in an oath, uh, to be a public servant, to be a senator, to be a congresswoman or a congressman. You must put your hand on the Bible. Not on the Quran. This nation was founded on the principles of Jesus the Christ. And we're getting far away from that when we start to allow things that hurt and kill our children. Well, I have and to tell you, is, Angela, it's, I, think as time goes, I think as time goes on, it's just going to be further and further away, um, you know, for, for that. I mean – I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not a, a Catholic. I'm not like Christian either. Um, but you know, I, I do, you know, know that. You know, I mean, you are correct in saying that. You know, the 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 country was based off of, you know, Judeo-Christian values, and you know, I, I think it's worked well for the country for you know a long time. Um, I think it also allows someone like myself, who's not a believer, uh, to be able to still practice, you know, what I, you know, my beliefs uh, in freedom. Which is something well, that, you know, in a lot of countries uh, isn't allowed. Well, I'm going to tell you this. <clears throat> um, when it comes to harming someone else, whatever your religion, you might be a vampire. <laughs> I don't care. But when it comes to harming someone else, if you're a vampire and you worship that kind of lifestyle, more power to you. But when you go out here and you start preying on the community and you're, you're biting people, uh, then, uh, then I've got I only bite people who want to be bitten, though. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, we're know, not in Bard's Logic After Dark yet. Go ahead. Well, I always say to people and, and to pray for me. Pray for me and pray for my campaign. Pray for my run. I know you said you're not a religious person. You're not Christian. I'm not sure of your religion, but um, I'm sure it's God-fearing. Please pray for me because I need it. Hey, um, you Go were ahead, talking Susan. about – she was talking about the sex changes, and you were, you know, it's all – but would you be for it in this case? <laughs> uh a pedophile has been left with life-altering injuries after climbing through the bedroom window of two young children to be greeted by their pet bulldog who bit his penis off. Ouch. Um, well, that's a, that's your... the sex change is good. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Oh, wow. Well, that dog yeah, was protecting um, his family. Yes, he was. Uh, uh, he got well, one yeah, he bargained well, hey, for. Hey, hey, hey. 
So, uh, so Susan, the would that been uh, would that been a, would that been a new brand of uh, of uh, sausage? Remember that commercial with the dog sausages? Sausages. No, he he actually swallowed the penis and the testicles. Oh, oh my god! Oh my oh god! Well, what the hell is the guy? So what? So was the guy climbing into the window naked? Oh I, my god! You know, I don't know. He was just climbing into their bedroom window, been, but or, or maybe he pulled his pants down he, to do whatever he, he was they, intending to do, and, and the dog's like, "I don't think so." And he treated is, his, the doctor. The doctors treated his wounds, but were unable to rescue the genitalia because it had been swallowed by the bulldog. They said he lost oh a lot god. of blood and was in pain. He would oh survive. This is the truth. So the mother of the girl said the dog swallowed the, uh, you know, uh, but local residents said that it happened around 2 a.m. They normally leave their windows in that neighborhood open at night because they don't worry about it. Um, well, another, uh, I am going another, to end this conversation or the media will say that uh, Angie Windhauser was on the radio talking about uh, you know what. <laughs> Be careful coming on the barge squad. Have a very blessed day. All of you pray for me. And I've got to run. We will. I really start in the morning, and I really do need your prayers, you guys. Be safe out there, please. God bless you. Well, I I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Uh, You take care. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on the show. We'll invite you back, and uh, we'll see how things go. Tell us when your primary is there in Florida. It is August 6th. That's okay, the so there's still plenty of time. Yeah, and, uh, I believe the one in Tennessee uh, is in August. I think the one we've got here uh, in Ohio. Now, this is a, uh, a gubernatorial race, and, you know, I've, I've tried to get a few people on, but I've even been to some of their um, the rallies and things, but I wasn't able to do it. And you know, I've had a, a lot of things uh, – go on this evening uh kind of behind the scenes tonight so we may have unfortunately to do an abbreviated uh session here of bard's logic political talk tonight uh i apologize for that especially since we're not going to be here uh next week uh due to my daughter's birthday uh we'll see how things go i might have to at at some notice be like oh my gosh gotta go um because well you know my daughter's uh in high school and she had this big uh thing for uh, her English class. She takes an AP English, and I might actually have to run in any time to, to help her. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll see uh, what transpires, uh, but I, I, I appreciate it. Um, Please and, do a favor. Text me the next time you want me to come on, and I surely will call and come on because uh, you're doing a good work here. Oh, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely we'll like to come on for you know a lot of other different topics. Because um, yeah, we we kind of run the gamut. Uh, you know, we, we we do talk mostly politics here, but um, actually, a little background for myself is I uh, my political my major in college was political science, but uh, I almost graduated with four minors. Uh, now, two of them that I did graduate was peace studies and environmental studies. Uh, but if I would have taken just you know, two to four more classes, I think it's four, so that's still a decent amount, maybe one more semester. But, yeah, if I would have taken one more semester, I would have graduated with four minors, and there's other two uh, being um, theology and philosophy. So there's, there's, there are definitely uh, topics that I do enjoy talking about. 
Glory to God. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you. You're welcome. Take care. Right. I definitely like to hear some updates on, on the campaign. Because there are a number, as I said, there are a number of Republicans running in the primary uh, okay. there in Florida. Good night, guys. Bye-bye, Susan. Uh, good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I, we, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a number of uh, a, a number of folks uh, who are running. Uh, I mean, I think when I counted there, I was like, well, you know, I mean, there's like not counting our, our our guests. There's like six other people running for the primary in the Repub- for the Republicans, and then you know saying Rick Scott, you know, may throw his the thing. The thing that that bothers me is if Rick Scott does throw his his hat in, unfortunately, he's probably got the probably the biggest shot of actually uh, winning that seat. Yeah. You know, you know, hey, unfortunately, Robert. probably have the big yes. You never gave me an answer. Well, she didn't either. Um, the, the neighbors thought good doggy when they heard what happened. And, oh, yeah, um, we go, go, said, go ahead. You, you have the floor about the, uh, the, uh, the, the forced the, sex change. Go ahead. <laughs> the dog has yet to, a, uh, to pass the item. And the family said, no rush. He won't need them now. <laughs> the screen <laughs> oh, lasted wow. about 20 minutes. So anyway, are you have an objection to Oh my god. Course, well you know what? I mean with the digestive fluids, there may not well that's the thing about it. I mean it's it's meat if you think about it. It's disgusting to think about it, but you know, I mean it's it's digestible. <laughs> I mean it's, yeah. it's it's digestible. And for those who just joined us, uh uh we were going over a story how a guy was uh crawled into uh, a window, uh I guess to try to do some some harm to these young kids. And either he climbed through the window without any clothes on or he uh, snack on his uh, family Joel's <laughs> and, and appendage, if you know what I mean, and ate it. <laughs> so this guy, oh, my gosh, climbed through a window. If I've never heard of poetic justice, there, there's poetic justice right there. Now, and so was, my point is, is, you know, when he does his thing, you know, goes. There's not gonna. It's just gonna be regular, I would think. I don't think there's gonna be anything like retrievable, because it's digestible. You know, so, I mean, it's. I think it's gonna digest it, and it's gonna just come out like regular, well, stuff. <laughs> so, anyway, well, if, uh, we if, do see a number of calls on. If just push the one on your own, I'd like to get in tonight. Question. Go if ahead. he asked, if he, if they put him in prison, which I assume they will. Does he go in the girls' prison or the guys' part? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's see if Kelly's got uh, any comment on that. Let's go ahead and, uh, and, and, and folks, yeah, as I see on the line, if you'd like to get in, push the one on your number dial. I'll get you to the show. Let's go ahead and bring in Kelly. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, good. Um, yeah, great opportunity to come in with a joke. So uh, I suppose this guy and the dog – uh, named Spot. Um, I'm sure he can uh, join a choir and sing soprano now. Woohoo! And they're not going to call him soprano. They're going to call him Spot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Robert's show is going south at this point. <laughs> and now introducing first soprano, Spot. 
<laughs> and of course, people will ask, "How'd you get your name Spot?" I mean, you sing really well, but how'd you get your name Spot? You know, it's kind of it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, for us Christians that you know believe we'll go to heaven someday, we'll meet the uh, Ethiopian eunuch. And how do you introduce yourself to? Them? So I hear you're the. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw your name in the Bible there. There, the you're the uh, Ethiopian uh, eunuch. Um, so let's call you eunuch, or uh, Mr. Ethiopian would be really proper. Okay, Mr. Ethiopian. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> leave it to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, while we're on funny thing, and I was listening for a while. And, I had a situation where I was in and out, but um, not out the window, of course. But I have more sense in that. <laughs> the topic of justice, and uh, we'll get back to the uh, subpoena by the House of Representatives. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in court, and once again, I got another case dismissed over a traffic matter. Um, filed a motion to dismiss, and. Really, the truth is, they just didn't want to hassle with an evidentiary hearing and all this. They just dismissed the case. Anyway, but while I'm waiting for my case to be called, um, there was a guy ahead of me, and he was an improper also. Improper, impropersona, which is Latin for yourself, uh, representing yourself. But anyway, he was an improper. And the judge says, okay, since you're going to be an improper, I must advise you and warn you of some things. You will be held to the same ethical standards of attorneys. <laughs> I almost started laughing. You will be held to the same ethical standards of attorneys. And maybe he meant uh, process standards. He said ethical standards. And I was like, <laughs> if I would have been that guy, the judge said that to me, I'm going to say, Your Honor, are you serious? Are you trying to make me in the whole courtroom laugh? <laughs> anyway. I just thought it was another court funny, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, you know, check that little box, ethical standards of attorneys. Maybe we should take some attorneys and stick them half in and half out of a window. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. Kelly's so. catching the spirit. <laughs> okay. Well, and we're almost almost bars logic after dark. It could get worse, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, okay, let's see. Okay, let's get some seriousness going on here. Okay, about the congressional subpoena, which, by the way, the biggest grand jury in the land is, well, United States Congress. And of course, yeah. Uh, real quick, real quick, Kelly. Uh, I appreciate it. I had to step away for a bit. I'm gonna get the. Uh, in the green room for a second. If you're out there and you uh, don't get the audio anymore, it's just because I'm getting ready to bring you into the green room. Uh, so you can just get your name and uh, where you're calling from, and then I'll uh, get you, you know, back into listening. So if you lose your audio for a minute, just because I'm getting you into the green room. Go ahead, Kelly. Okay, so um, congressional subpoena on Hillary Clinton on the data <clears> – <throat> the files, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard about it, and nothing seems to be done. Well, this is my <clears throat> educated guess, if you will, studying the law and the process and all that. This is big news, folks, big soup. 
you know, of course, most people would say, why are they taking so long? Why didn't they do this right away? No, 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 no. Probably the Justice Department has already issued a number of subpoenas on people down the totem pole. And they're spilling the beans, spilling the beans. Why? So they get a lesser sentence. We got you, uh, let's see, 30 counts, 30 years. Uh, tell you what, if you uh, if you spill the beans on the people above you, we're going to knock your 30-year sentence down to 12 with six years served, six year probation. And so they squeal and other people down the totem pole until you get to the prime target, which obviously in this case would be Hillary Clinton. So you got enough evidence from enough witnesses who squealed in plea bargain deals that the Department of Justice is probably talking with key members of Congress. And the Justice Department said, okay, you guys go ahead and do your congressional subpoena now on Hillary and the data files and all that stuff. And it's also strategic because, well, they could have done this with the grand jury instead of Congress, but politically it's going to be quite beneficial. Oh, that's right. We have a Republican um, attorney general, Republican president, Republican House of Representatives. Instead of going to a grand jury, it's better to go through a congressional subpoena for political gain. So I think the Justice – this is my educated guess, but my, my gut feeling here is the Justice Department gave the green flag to, um, to do this. The other thing, too, is witness protection. Um, Susan McDowell with the Arkansas Whitewater situation, she spent 18 months in prison because she would not testify before a grand jury even with immunity because she didn't want to end up dead. And so maybe the Justice Department has the witnesses protected now, uh, the whistleblowers and those they flea bargained that maybe they're not going to end up dead if a congressional subpoena is forthcoming. So it's interesting that now… This is all happening. This is all coming about, and we're going to have to wait for the results. So, Robert, if it's back to you yet, or should I keep blabbing? If I don't hear from you, I guess I'll keep blabbing. <laughs> or maybe I can tell another joke. But uh, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I, you're funny tonight. <laughs> well, Kelly, well, I'm sure we can do a lot of jokes, but we're not in Bart's Logic After Dark. And let's go ahead and get Suzette on. Uh, and remember, folks, don't let uh, your number drop, or else we won't be able to get you back into the show after the uh, the top of the hour. So let's go ahead and welcome uh, Suzette. Thank you very much, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Thank you. I'm doing all right. All right. You guys sound like you're doing just fine. <laughs> Kelly's always a blast. <laughs> I just wanted to, to say that uh, rather than killed, I like I prefer to say, and, it, and I didn't come up with it, but Arkansas. You know, these people that are, if they're not in witness protection. So, you know. <laughs> uh, did, 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 did you say Arkansas? Yes, like, they're <laughs> Yes. She did. Oh, my God. <laughs> is, that, oh, is that Clinton killing somebody? No, I'm just <laughs> From That's Arkansas? Name, you know. <laughs> they're all intertwined. <laughs> So, how you been? What 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 you been what you been covering lately? Well, actually, I've been on hiatus. I'll start my show again on the twenty seventh of this month. But um, I don't know. I thought I would delve into culture. You know, try and reach out to the younger group of people uh, and see what I can do there. You know, hang with their topics and not really. 
Dadgerism, more like suggest, <laughs> suggestive influence <laughs> um, on different topics uh, of today. And But I did come across something very interesting that is also pertaining here in the U.S., which is the free speech issue. And I posted an article uh, on the chat room with Breitbart. Anyway, so the U.K. is really having a problem with conservatives. They're calling them alt-right. I listened to a panel last night, and they're truly, truly against this. And they believe that partial it has been partially brought on by Trump and Brexit, and they feel that they have to do something to stop it because of our Christianity views. Now, there were some youngsters that were banned from entering the U.K. because they called, him, they called them uh, Christian radicals. <laughs> And I just thought, okay, um, they just don't want to lose their free speech. This is the same group of people um, that Trump had, I guess, gave them a Twitter thumbs up or whatever they do. And Theresa May had denounced them and said, how could you support this terrorist group? And <laughs> it's, it's amazing, truly amazing. They were having free yeah, speech got- issues. Oh, go ahead. Well, okay. yeah, I've got the article. I'll, I'll, I'll post it on. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll post. I'm trying to at least. <laughs> trying to post it on the uh, uh, the Bard's Logic uh, page there on Facebook as well, for people can uh, access it. Um, and of course, the computer's running slow. Thank you, NSA Bob. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you, you you sending that. Yeah, it's got the little picture of the of the bond on there. And I'll go ahead and read the article for folks, uh, and then they can access, you know, access it there on uh, the page there on yeah. Facebook once it loads up if they don't ban me or something. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it says, uh, oh, my gosh, this really drives me nuts when this com- my computer's running still. See, I'm telling you, they don't like what we're going to read. That's why they're shutting down my computer. No, I'm not shutting down my computer. Actually, it's running. Man, it is running really slow. What is going on here? Okay, it says conservative <laughs> activist journalist Lauren Southern detained at Calais or whatever, banned from entering UK. Let's see. It says, come on, computer, you're really starting to make me mad. It says the government has banned Canadian right wing activist and journalist Lauren Southern from Britain. Boy, I tell you what, if you guys, I'm going to sound absolutely sexist here, uh, ladies, so I'm going to apologize for that ahead of time. But let me tell you, uh, England. It's your loss that you're not oh, this girl out. in there because she is beautiful. <laughs> she is a, she, and I'm not really a blonde guy. I'm really not much for blondes, but she's beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> it says uh, Lauren Southern for Britain. Being held uh, at Calais just days after Australian activist Martin Sellner and author uh, Brittany uh, – oh, my gosh. This is a I'm, – I'm going to apologize again ahead of time. Uh, and this is certainly a name I should not be uttering until after we were in uh, Bard's Logic After Dark. But Brittany, <laughs> you're going to like this, Kelly, Pettibone, uh, were, <laughs> were refused entry at Heathrow. <laughs> Gosh, I could have fun on that with that one. But anyway, uh, Southern was on a bus traveling to Britain on Sunday night when she was singled out. Yeah, I bet you what? I'm sorry, guys. I just can't help myself <laughs> tonight. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, probably the lack of dinner. But anyway, singled out by Border Place, who seized her passport 
and took her in for questioning. Breitbart London reports Chris Tomlinson and sources close to the conservative active, conservative writer said on Twitter – uh, this is uh, Chris Tomlinson. It says, Laura uh, Southern is currently being detained by UK border police, she has told me. They have taken her passport and taken her in for questioning after the outrage over Martin Sellner and Britt Pettibone offers the Home Office want to repeat this. And this is a tweet from Brittany Pettibone. Uh, Lauren Southern, on her way to the UK by bus, has been singled out by the border police that took her passport, and she's currently being questioned. I'll keep you updated on the situation. And sorry, Brady, for making fun of your name. I couldn't help it. But anyway, <laughs> a self-described gonzo journalist, which I have no idea what a gonzo journalist is. Uh, do, do you know what that is <laughs> by any chance, anybody? A gonzo you journalist? Know, but you forgot the part of, and right underneath Brittany Pettibone's <laughs> picture. You know, we all get everybody to laugh. All right, talk about Lauren Southern, her tweet. Uh, underneath Brittany Pettibone, where she where it says released from detention. Uh, let's see. It says here it says uh, yeah they just locked me out and said au revoir uh, officially banned from UK for racism. Doing fine though all the cool people are being banned anyway. Need to gather my thoughts and call family. Interrogation story is pretty crazy though. We'll uh, tell it soon. Um, and I don't know as I said back to the. Gonzo journalist, whatever that is. He recently returned from South ah. Africa. Did you guys hear this? I'm digressing just for a moment. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't do I, any to... uh, research on this, but I heard about it. Where they're the, the where they're taking seventy to eighty percent of if, if you're white, they're taking seventy to eighty percent of your property away from you in South Africa. I just heard that. I'll have to confirm it. But any, oh, you okay? Somebody else there? Oh, I was choking on something. I've I've got the Gonzo. Oh, really, really? After our conversations tonight, and you're going to say that anyway? We just need to read this article. Go ahead, Susan. Oh, it involves an approach to accuracy that concerns the reporting of personal experiences and emotions, in contrast to to traditional journalism, which favors detached style and relies on facts or quotations verified by third parties. It disregards the strictly edited product favored by newspaper media and strives for a personal approach. The personality of a piece is as important to the event or actual subject of the piece. Use of sarcasm, humor, exaggeration, and profanity is common. And it's, Thompson was the, among the forefathers of this. Uh, that's all I, you know. Uh, the word gonzo is first believed to have been used in 19. 19- 70, because Thompson popularized the style. And here, all I thought is, was of a puppet on the Muppets. Gone, so. But anyway, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was saying he had a big nose and had a furry head. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the journalist, who was, no, I appreciate the, uh, the, clari- the clarification, uh, who recently returned from South Africa, uh, where she was filming a documentary which covered brutal attacks on white farmers Southern had been planned to meet with – oh, maybe this has to do with what I just said. Um, the brutal attacks on white farmers. Southern uh, had been planning to meet with the identitarian leader, Martin Sellner, and his American girlfriend, Brittany Pettibone, in the U.K. But the uh, Breitbart London previously reported the pair were detained 
Syracuse entered to Britain on Friday at Heathrow ahead of Plant's uh, talk on speech at Hyde Park, London. And remember, folks, did this also happen to uh, Randy Savage when he was banned from the U.K. as a racist? Mm-hmm. Uh, the pair was then placed in detention where they were to be deported along with other foreign nationals that were being served whole office papers explaining generation identity is viewed in the U.K. as a right-wing organization and alleging that Selner's planned speech was likely to incite tensions between local communities. Pettibone, a YouTube political commentator, hmm, was told she was blocked from entering Britain not only in relation to her boyfriend's speech, but also because of her plans to interview former English Defense League leader turned citizen journalist Tommy Robinson. Posting a picture on home office papers handed to Pettibone, which describes him as a far-right leader whose materials and speeches incite racial hatred. Uh, Luton-born activists slammed the government as liars. And let's see. That's pretty much – I mean there's a few other things there, but that's pretty much the extent of the, the article. But thank you very much. But I tell you what, it's like it's illegal to be conservative in Britain apparently. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Suzette. This was your article. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Uh, I just see these things happening here with the different free speech from the left wanting to be, you know, don't talk about this. I'm offended by it. And it's moved. That movement is spreading throughout, you know, the countries. And here we have conservatives that, you know, are starting to come out and, and not shy away or not stay quiet anymore. And now all of a sudden we're the ones that are the bad ones. And if we talk yeah, about banned, you know, yeah. values and so forth, then we incite riots and, and violence by talking values, family values, and God, <laughs> heaven forbid. <laughs> so I just thought, well. Yeah, and, uh, uh, we are almost actually in Bard's Logic After Dark, so please don't let your uh, phones or mics or whatever uh, fade on you because, unfortunately, if that happens, uh, we'll not be able to get you back into the show. Uh, but I appreciate everyone uh, staying on for uh, the extended. And so two of the topics we talked about tonight, Suzanne, I want to give you an opportunity if you'd like to chime in on them. Is uh, one is, No, for one, did you get an opportunity to hear any of our uh, guests tonight? Oh, sorry about that. I put myself on mute. <laughs> um, uh, I I did not. I actually had come in on the last half hour before I had called in, so I just caught the latter part of your conversation. Okay, and yeah, I mean she was yeah you know, she's definitely really passionate <laughs> about you know, about things, and that's good. I mean I I, I agree with some of what she said. I unfortunately agreed. I disagreed with a lot. Um, of what she said, uh, especially the things dealing with uh, Mueller, Mueller, Bueller, no, I'm just kidding, Mueller, um, and and Clinton, and Clinton. Um, mm-hmm. basically it seemed like she kind of a, she trusted Mueller, which anybody trusted Mueller, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but um, but then with with she had kind of it seemed like a kind of a let it go attitude uh, with Hillary Clinton, which I think is a really bad idea. Uh, because that's yeah. just telling people, hey, yeah, you can do all this illegal stuff and get away with it, but hey, because we got to sing Kumbaya and get along. Um, I mean, you know, nice lady, I do want to have her back on the show, but that is, you know, a point of disagreement with her. Uh, but on those two topics, uh, you know, it looks like they're talking about a thicker panel. I don't know if it's a, perhaps to investigate the investigators, which perhaps they should. Uh, but what, what's your thoughts on on that? The possibility, you know, and I think you said, Susan, that it was. Um, 
Michael Savage on him. If you want to call him Randy Savage, like that wrestler. But anyway, uh, Michael Savage, yeah. now would be the time to follow Mueller because he may have the support behind him, you know, things of that nature. So, so what do you think about all that, uh, Suzette? Well, I don't know why. If Mueller did have any support, it would just be from the left side because it's already been proven. They have the documents as far as uh, what had taken place and transpired within the FBI. Um, what was it? Comey had already said when he was in the hearing that Donald Trump, there was no collusion, even though collusion is a law, you know, that can be broken. But um, they were still investigating the campaign itself as far as, I guess, the people in it. So, and he had um, dispersed those notes to his friend so that he could leak them with the intention of gaining a special prosecutor, which is Mueller. So Mueller gets in, and he's he's just gone way beyond, crossed the line numerous times. I don't understand why the, the investigation continues, looking, searching for Russian collusion, turning over rocks that don't need to be turned over because it has nothing to do with Russia. I mean, as far as the their collusion uh, charge that they're looking for. So I don't know. I I think that uh, Mueller should be taken off the case. He should be gone, and so his people as well. As far as the other topic, um, yeah, I think I covered that as far as I don't know what support they're talking about. That's kind of one of their tactics on the left is to pretend as though lots of people are behind this and supporting him just so that other people will say, oh, really? Well, then maybe I should get on board too. And, you know, the numbers will start generating from there. But originally, yeah. So I don't know. Oh, we, we, we just missed. There was somebody on. Uh, that was interesting. Beep beep. There's somebody else. I was hoping to be able to get in, but I guess they couldn't get in on time. Yeah, Kelly, we're here. Are you here? Yeah. Um, I'm a little. I heard confused. a beep beep. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a little confused. Mueller, Mowler, Molden, Mulder, Mulder. Yeah. I think this, this is. Molder, Molden, Molden. Does she look like David? I used to like that show. I hated the last movie, though. But go ahead. I'm digressing again. Does 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 he look like David Duchovny? Mueller, Molder. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Um, I heard some one rumor that he was actually working for Trump to bring down a lot of the deep state, but we don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, I heard that too from the Q report. Oh yeah, the QAnon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that would be a very fascinating, interesting twist. And Wouldn't maybe Trump. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's possible because a lot of these people, um, they side with big, high power people to only further their political career. Mm-hmm. They may not give a damn about justice, but being their own narcissistic selves, they may very well um, just do it to boost their career. Now, of course, uh, Mueller um, is also held to the same ethical standards of attorneys. Um, (laughs) 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 Do you want to keep saying Um, Bueller or something? Is that what's so funny? I'm trying to get Mueller? 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 Mueller. (laughs) Oh, oh, by the way, did you Oh, no, we lost Susan. Oh no! Oh, hey, did you hear that Mueller 
uh, jumped into a moat filled with crocodiles, and the crocodiles jumped out. <laughs> Mueller. Uh, anyway, I go ahead. I keep thinking Bueller. Mueller. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway. He is a stubborn jackass, but, though. Yeah. <laughs> go. Well. What was that? I'm sorry. I said he is a stubborn jackass. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with uh, with that. But um, yeah, I'm sorry, Kelly. Go ahead. You're you're gonna get get me off so, on a tangent. So I, then. <laughs> I, well, I'm I'm being on humorous tangents tonight. But somebody from Colorado explained to me this duopoly, um, Republicans, Democrats, etc. And he he said, uh, yeah, uh, he made an artistic piece, and it's called. The the misadventures of Dumbo and Jackass. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I want to see his art, but uh oh, I might have lost some favor with the Tea Party now that I said something like that. But anyway, you know, you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Gee. Well, hey, you know what? I just found out tonight. You guys remember Davy Crockett? You know, American history uh, frontiersman. The Frontiers guy? Uh, he died. Yeah, yeah Davy Crockett. He, mm-hmm. was, he was a part of uh, um, Andrew Jackson's militia that um, defeated the British when they tried to uh, invade in the war in 1812. And uh, they were out number three to one, but the hero of New Orleans and his band of rough men still won. But uh, he ran for Congress. Davy Crockett ran for Congress. And he won. Now, I tell us to inspire people to get busy in the political realm by running for office or something, even if it's a school board. Or, um, but he only had six months of education, Davy Crockett. Of course, oh, well, he was that's a, when You could do that back then. <laughs> now people oh, want yeah, to Well, yeah, back then. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, somehow he probably learned to read and write and stuff. But, uh, of course, some of our – from the level of intelligence of some of these highly educated Idiots. Um, they're really, they're really stupid, smart people in Congress. I, I would guess that they may only had six months of education. <laughs> no kidding, huh? The way some of them act, yep. Or talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, I was just that was just I just thought that to inspire people to run for office or something. Well, I thought about it until I had too many uh, skeletons in my closet, I guess. And, <laughs> no, I don't well, know. I mean, I, you know, I, I thought it would be something when I was, you know, uh, who thought I was younger, but, you know, at this point, it's probably like, well, the, being being on the radio or Internet or what have you is probably the closest thing I'll get to some kind of office. They're actually uh, they're standing next to someone's political office, getting ready to interview them, probably the closest I'm going to be, or sitting in the gallery uh, in D.C. probably the closest I'll get, which uh, I did for two hours uh, when I was in D.C. a couple summers ago. Um, huh? But anyway, well, I I ran I ran for president and I won. President yeah. of what? Well, junior class president in high school. <laughs> oh, well, there I'm you go. <laughs> which meant meant I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which meant you I had the job of, Oh yes, I do. And it's, 
which means I had the terrible job of decorating and arranging a whole bunch of stuff for the prom. That was about the end of my duties. But anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, we're still on tonight. Let's see here. I'm sorry. I have, oh, talking to myself. I have a link for you. It's I, to uh, a textbook from the 1800s in the chat room. Oh, so you're the and daily news in the chat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we did get daily news in here then. <laughs> Wow, page 20 of 330? Oh, well, you have to start go to the beginning. It says a textbook of civil government. And, and it talks about basically what is supposed to be taught in the schools or what is taught in the schools and why it's taught in the schools. And it's so basic, 1876. I mean, this, this is, like, really incredible as far as the, the text and what was to be accomplished and where we are now. It's really amazing. It's, and it's not all good. Of course. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what you highlighted page twenty, why? I highlighted page twenty. Oh, let me see what Yeah, just 20. it just came up twenty of three thirty. It says the state is respo- is responsible to God, the government to the state. This is the meaning of the expression in the Declaration of Independence. The governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. As the way to which they have come to possess these powers, governments may be divided into two classes. First, those to which the people have made formal grants of specified and limited authority. Second, those which hold their power by the tacit consent of the state. Oh, that sounds like something that our friend John would like. (laughs) Love you, John. It says, it is probable uh, that in the early history of the world, all governments were of the latter class. Sometimes a single man, such as Robert Jenner, having a superior degree, <clears throat> like myself. <laughs> Gosh, I'm just out full of it tonight. Uh, blah, 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 the elements get it. So that's, that's something interesting, right? I just couldn't help myself. Um, but, yeah, I'll post that as well on the, on the page there. I don't know what I don't know what's gotten to. I feel like Greg Gutfeld tonight, maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's what my problem is. He's that guy's a goofball. Well, I never consider myself a funny guy. Just every time pe- people laugh at me all the time, I don't know why. Oh, we're laughing with you. I'm laughing with you. I'm laughing oh, at with you. Me. That's better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Robert, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at you. Okay. You're laughing at me behind my back in front behind my back on the phone. Yeah. By the way, uh Robert, go to my Facebook and pull the uh, Greg Gutfield clip and see if you can play that over here. Um he talks about California in a very humorous yeah, way. I think it's like about a 30 that. Second clip. the uh the worst place in the world to live or something like that. It's I from, agree. Uh, down we're down at the bottom as far as quality of life. Um, in a in a study, and uh, of course we have thirty percent of the nation's homeless here, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, there is a, a new thing that um, I'm trying to think of her name right now. Uh, Mateo is her name. She's an illegal. She's the first illegal alien hired by the state of California. This happened earlier this month. I'm trying to think of her, her first name. But she was Hispanic, moved here when she was 14. She was such a poor victim. 
because her family dragged her to America illegally. And then next thing you know, she got the benefit of public schools and probably some help getting through college. And next thing you know, she uh, had a law degree. And the next thing you know, she passed the bar. What? Remember, attorneys are (laughs) – improperers are held to the same ethical standards of attorneys. So she passed the bar. Wait a minute. Who administers the bar? Attorneys. That's the British Accreditation Registry. It's a bunch of attorneys getting together. You know, as civil engineers, we have the ASCE, American Society of Civil Engineers. We have our trade society, and the bar does too. And so those people found it ethically, an ethical standard that, yes, we can allow this illegal, undocumented uh, immigrant to uh, take the bar, and she passed the bar. And so then the state decides to what? Hire her and put her on a committee. She's really passionate about helping illegals and helping disfortunate people get a college education. So she's going to get paid? What? Yeah, she's what getting paid by the state. under oxymoron? I mean, her ethical and then attorney and then illegal status? <laughs> yeah. <Not sure. laughs> well, my gut feeling what happened was uh, I would highly doubt that she could actually get a job working for a law firm because she'd have to disclose that one little the little thing, you know, that she's kind of in the country. Um, what's that word? Illegally? But, <laughs> but we live Senate, in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, what happened here? Um, the Senate, uh, the pro tem president of the California Senate is saying, hey, this is so wonderful that – California has gone to a new height, and he didn't mention that maybe some honest, hardworking legal Americans now have lost one state position to an illegal. It's like, seriously? Did we ever think about example? What kind of example are we setting? Oh, hey, you who are raised here and work hard here and work your way up, nah, we're going to let somebody take your job who's here illegally, even if it's an attorney. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, what I realized... Is it yes? There are people, uh, illegals. They take jobs that most Americans won't, like picking lettuce, and taking most atter- most jobs. Honest Americans won't like becoming an attorney. <laughs> so, I'm back to you, Robert. I just... Well, you know, I, I thought about passing the bar, but damn it, I wanted a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pass the bar. I wanted a beer. <laughs> you wanted a beer. Cocktail <laughs> uh, yeah. here, please. Cocktail, cocktail, anybody? There you go. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could. Um, I mean, I'd love to go back and get my juris doctor. I was actually a poli sci major in, in, in college. I'm going to say high school. Um, I got high school in my mind because, you know, last night, uh, and I'm digressing here for a moment. Um, one is, you know, kind of got discombobulated a little bit tonight. Cause, you know, my, my daughter's uh, had some AP English homework tonight. Um, and so I was hoping her with that, like, literally a half an hour before the show. <laughs> and then, uh, wow. and, and then last, yeah, literally, uh, it's like she, she calls me up and, uh, I was at work today, and she calls me up. She's like, Dad, I got this, this, this English homework. I need help with it. I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, because um, I do share parenting, and it was, it was my night to have her. 
And uh, or actually, was it? No, it wasn't my night to have her. It was her, her mom's night to have her. And um, so I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll pick you up after work, and we'll work on this this English thing about uh, the Great Gatsby. So question stuff on the Great Gatsby. Um, and so okay. as I said, I was working on that to about uh, literally half an hour before the show <laughs> tonight. Um, and then actually, uh, we were texting. Uh, truth be told, I was texting while. The show was going on because <laughs> after you know, she, um, uh, I also texted her while the show was on, like with questions and, and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was multitasking. I was trying to run the show here and also uh, helping her with her project. But uh, but last night uh, she's starting a new school. Uh, not last night she's starting a new school. Last night we we're at the school. She's starting a new school. Uh, working on her. Uh, her schedule for next year. So we'll work, you know, so I got, I guess I got high school on the mind. And speaking of that, um, if anyone wants to help me send her to Italy in 2019, I do have a fundraiser that I'm doing uh, to try to send her there uh, next year. Um, now you guys, you folks here know I'm not, you know, Catholic or, or anything like that, uh, but she is, and she's actually lectures me at times as you, you hear me talk about sometimes. Uh, with her, but uh, one of the places she's able to go is Vatican City, and there's a few uh, you know places there that you know she'd be really excited to be able to visit. Uh, there, you know, it's still Catholicism, this history, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I thought, well, politicians uh, do fundraisers for their campaigns. Well, this is a campaign of sorts, so I've got one there on the Give page on the Bard's Logic Folk Talk website. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I've had high school on my mind. That's why I said I almost got got my degree in high school, uh, but I'm at college. But what do you get about JD? But time and money. But go ahead, Kelly. Uh-huh. What type well, of fundraiser? Well, I, I, um, a donation type thing, or or there's something more to it? Yeah, there's a, there's a link. There's actually a link to the um, to the the tour. It's uh, EF tours. It's educational. Oh my gosh. It's educational foundation uh, tours or something like that. So it's not even like a third party. Uh, it's not, it doesn't even go through. I know, like with uh, like your GoFundMe's and stuff like that. Um, it goes to a you know, it goes to me, and I guess then I pay whatever I'm going to pay. But this one actually, I don't even see any of the money. It just goes straight to the tour, and it decreases how much you know I have to pay when it's time for me to make a payment. <laughs> That's pretty much how that works. Um, it's just a well, website, you, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So. It's the, so there's no worry about, well, how do we know that that's going to there? Well, you can see it right to them. <laughs> so, hey, um, hey, Robert. So that's how that works. Hey, Robert. Yes, uh, maybe if Yes. Maybe if you go to church with her and print out little flyers and uh, uh-huh. pass it to the Catholic church people and say, hey, I'm trying to send my daughter to the, uh, to the Vatican and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. In Italy, and maybe maybe you know twenty here, twenty there, it adds up, and some. But you'd have to go to church. But um, anyway, so you're the, trying uh, to get me in a church is what you're trying to do, Kelly. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> well, I, I'm 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 really not much of a fan of the Catholic Church system. You know, I have a lot of really beautiful, amazing Catholic people that I just totally admire. But the system, I just you see. No, I would I would be interested in giving hundred dollars to this cause if if she asks. Somehow at the Vatican, a bishop. One question. And what's Drum the question? Please, okay. <laughs> why are there two I, I don't popes right now? Why, why are there two right popes? Now? Yes, because how am, under of, Vatican... how am I out of the loop? 
Well, see, once, according to the Catholic system doctrine, once you become pope, you're pope until you die. Well, Ratzinger resigned, but he's still pope. And so now you have this other pope who's a Jesuit. I can't remember his name, but um, just, you know, that one question. Why are there still... Why are there presently two popes? Yeah, how how can that? Yeah, how did that work? I think um, I think, and, and I don't know a lot about it. Um, part of me is like, gosh, I I feel so bad. I don't know a lot about. It. But um, I think it's because he resigned over health reasons. And if you resign over, you know, you you cannot continue on with your duties because of health reasons. I think uh, that it's kind of like an annulment, maybe. I mean, I'm guessing at that at this point. But I know he – I believe he stepped down for health reasons. Um, and so I believe that kind of like annuls you, I guess. You know, kind of like it never happened maybe. I don't know. I would have to do more research to be honest. But maybe that's part of it, just like well, you can annul I, a marriage. You know, maybe it's something like that. Oh Well, I, I just find it interesting. That's all. It's just like – you know, there was another time too when there was um, two popes and they were competing and – <laughs> no, I'm the Pope. No, I'm the Pope. No, I'm the Pope. Well, one of the this is a fascinating history. The uh, of course the Pope's had enormous control over Europe for centuries. And oh, in the 1800s, there was a French king who uh, the Pope started to push the king around a little too much, and the French king said, "You know, you better back off." Oh, we're going to dump your whole system in France, and we're going to make our own Christianity system. <laughs> so, kind of like what England uh, did. <laughs> well, well, that's a whole other story. But the uh, so the Pope backed down, and uh, it's just a bizarre um, system. And Pope the Innocent wasn't so innocent. Uh, that was around twelve hundred. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, yeah, the history it's, certainly is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's certainly uh, an interesting. Yeah, the, the church. Yeah, that church itself is interesting. Has has an interesting uh, history. That's for certain. I mean, and even now, I mean, they they support some things, you know, politically that you know I'm not I'm not on on board with. However, um, it's not my. I I mean, I, I feel this way. It's not my place to to uh, I guess. Dictate on on what on what or how she worships. Um, that's not my place, you know. I'm, I mean, so she no, you know she a, picks you know, the ones she picks, you know. And so it's not my place really to make any judgments on that. I mean, I support her in her um, in her decision on on which one she wants to do. So um, I'll leave that and up to her, and she decides. You know, to I'm be sorry? to be worldly. She'll be worldly. It'll be it'll be a wonderful learning experience. Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, you know, it's, and she's going to go with like thirty, you know, like thirty other students from the school. Um, you know, I figured also that this may be a good opportunity for her because it's going to be hard. I mean, because she, she, so here, here's a little backdrop of it is um, I was looking. You know, she's went went, went to her, her grade school. She went to Catholic grade school, and uh, and then it was time to look for high schools um, where you know what you know most people actually like you know. They went to, you know, one of them, it's called Seton, and then her mom went to, uh, you know, Oak Hills, which is a public school. And so I really went against the grain to send her to this this, this school, Mercy High School. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, so we get an open house, and they give us, you know, a sign. It says, oh, Mercy Graduate 2020, you know. 
and uh, with the full <laughs> knowledge that, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Because in um, March, the fall, it was September that, you know, she went to school. Or that following March of her freshman year, they, uh, they're like, yeah, we're merging, we're merging schools with another school, and it's not going to be in this building. You actually have to uh, – we're merging with your rival school, which is a school called McCulley. And, you know, and I, I actually spearheaded a group um, to try to save the school because, of course, with, with a lot of Catholic schools around and you're in private Christian schools around the country, money has become an issue because tuitions are so high. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Enrollment's down because tuition is high, but tuition is high because enrollment's down. You know, so it's kind of a double, you know, it's kind of a circular or double-edged sword or whatever way you want to describe it. Uh, so they were merging, and I just don't like how they handled the merge. I mean, they wouldn't even talk to us to negotiate with us, you know, or, or anything. I mean, even, you know, they wouldn't even so. But anyway, so I'm like, well, she's not going to go to the merge school because just the way they handle it. And then we're like, well, let's find a concentration of where her friends are going. Well, poor girl, you know, part of her friends are going to the new school. Part of her friends are going to, like, you know, oh, literally well. four other schools. You know, there's, 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 all yeah. her friends are scattered throughout all the different schools in the area. And so I had a, uh, a lot of friends uh, at work, my coworkers, who suggested the school that uh, she's going to end up going to. And also she wants to be a child psychologist. And so uh, they got, you know, a good psychology program, psychology classes there uh, at the school. Uh, and so, you know, kind of, you know, nailed it in. And it just happened that when I was reading one of their, their newsletters, um, that they mentioned this trip to Italy and my daughter's Italian. Well, she's part Italian. She's not a hundred percent, but you know, she's, you know, got a lot of Italian in her. And, um, and so I thought, Oh, well, this being a good opportunity to, you know, Catholic school, go to see the Vatican, you know, do something with, you know, girls, meet new friends, things of that nature, you know, cause now all of her other friends are scattered all over the place. So it's going to be hard enough for her to go to a school her junior year. So she made friends her freshman and sophomore year, and now it's going to be her junior year. She's got to get acclimated to a new school. Uh, mm-hmm. And then so now, you know, meet a new, bunch of new friends. So I'm sure with, with the trip that she'll they'll be, you know, getting find out the people who are going and, you know, hopefully make some friends that way. So anyway, I know that was a long uh, story. And, I, and, and, you know, for long-term listeners here, uh, I normally do not uh, delve too much in, in, in my personal stuff. But anyway – that's kind of a little backdrop there. <laughs> backdrop there. Oh, hey, so. I want to. I, I want to throw something out here, Robert. About your. Oh yeah. Oh. The uh, throw, Robert. Go I want to throw something out here. Yeah. What's up? Um, it's kind of a tough decision. The um, I had a friend whose daughter wanted to um, go to a charter school here in California. Yes, we have them, heavily regulated. But they keep getting the best scores in the state. That's amazing. Anyway, so she wanted to do the charter school thing, and then all of a sudden, she, whoa, lightning. And she wanted to get uh, – um, and she was, just got lonely for her friends, terribly, terribly lonely. And so her dad let her go back. So I guess one of the – what am I saying here? It's a subtle way of saying um, – Probably the best thing, considering at that age, teenagers, girls, friends, girls to talk about guys, guys talk about girls. It's all, you know, it's just teenage stuff. Um, probably just, probably just let her go with what she wants, because it was a real with my friend. It was a real source of conflict with her dad and mm-hmm. his daughter. 
Um, but of course, you know, parents can always trump when they know there's danger coming towards their daughter, like that teenage boy that just wants to get her clothes off, you know, and that's why they have songs like, uh, you know, uh, I'm cleaning my shotgun, country western song, cleaning my shotgun, <laughs> uh, come on, son, let's have a talk, well, you know, you like my daughter, do you? Yeah, we think she's something else. My daddy's a world and mama's a girl. And she deserves the best. So that's what she gets. Now I go out and have some fun. I'll just be here. Just be up all night just cleaning my gun. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know the con- if you know the country song. Oh, it's a that's kick. a beautiful rendition there, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah. But uh, anyway. Um Yeah. So and that's always a tough decision, you know, and um I just that sounds you, know. like you have a close relationship though with your daughters, Robert. So you know, that's good. Oh yeah, we I mean we and we always have. I mean I, I do feel fortunate in that. Um you know, and you know, see you know, she does, you know, pretty much tell me everything for the most part, you know, so and she's had boyfriends and we've had discussions about that and you know, boyfriend, girlfriend things, you know. So, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're really close to that. She's, as far as I know, pretty open. Now, one thing that, that, that is um, different, though, is uh, she doesn't like me helping her with her. I mean, now, I, I, when she really needs it, she will ask me for my help for her homework. But she really doesn't like, <laughs> she really doesn't like me to do it. Uh, she really don't like, like me to help her on that. So, but uh, tonight was different. I mean, she was really under the gun. And then she also has a, uh, a history uh, test tomorrow, um, you know. So she had a, you know, you know that going on as well. So I, I think mm-hmm. she's like, okay, I'm under the gun. Let's go ahead and ask Dad for help now. <laughs> <laughs> but she's gonna be she's gonna be 16. Uh, uh, well, she's gonna be 16 a week from tonight. Um, oh, wow. It, yeah. So yeah. So I won't. That's why I'm not doing a show next Wednesday. It's her 16th birthday. So we're, you know, we're gonna have a well. What the snow holds out. It, having a party for this Saturday and then uh and then but it's supposed to snow so we may have to postpone it but uh but yeah and then two more years she'll be off to college and then barring something spectacular uh I might be facing the whole can I see I'm getting personal again I don't like to do the whole empty nester <laughs> thing which I'm totally not ready for I'm I'm much more ready to start all over again uh than be an empty nester so. <laughs> oh wow well, wow. you know, Robert, oh, what, gosh, I, what I find, what I what I find about you is you're very approachable. I mean, mm-hmm. the way you run your show, no, it's not about that. you. It's about, yeah, it's about letting other people talk. And I'm, I'm not surprised to hear your daughter will talk to you about boys and this and that and choices. And by the way, one of the best things a dad can do is take her daughter shopping for a really pretty dress. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, speaking of 16-year-olds, nowadays it would be difficult to let them go on a trip like that. But there are only certain, you know, parents that parent. And I am, what I know of you, Robert, you are one of those parents. And it sounds like, anyway, um, like she has a good head on her shoulder. She has her priorities and, you know, focus. And, um, you know, she sounds mature enough to take a trip like that and, you know, God love you for being a father that you are to to have that relationship that you do with her. So good job. Well, go. I appreciate hey, it. Well, it's most, I mean, it's, it's it's the most important thing there is, in my you know, in my opinion. But 
Well, Robert, I just thought another another tip because my daughter a couple summers ago went to China with a bunch of people. Uh, they were called royal oh, servants, wow. and they basically they don't. It's like a soft gospel. They don't really talk about it much, but they go and help communities. And then, of course, when they ask, they share the gospel. But I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to China? I was like, seriously? You know, her <laughs> mother was a, was a missionary, and yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, mother daughter. Example, that's great. But uh, I was like, oh my gosh, talk about talk about being a worried dad. So I just wrote her a letter, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, just one little thing I told her. I know. I mean, you know, she could get kidnapped, sold as a slave, whatever. So I just, Gee, you know, thanks, one little uh, thing. guys. You're not making me feel any better about my decision. <laughs> <laughs> All I well, can say is she's going to be 30 other girls and six adults. So. <laughs> wow. Well, one, one thing I. One thing I told her in the letter is just, you know, what can I, what's one sentence I can give her that she'll keep? I just wrote her and told her, never, ever, of course I didn't say it that way, that's just the concern dad can be on, just never take your eyes off of the group. That means obviously stay with the group, you're safe. You know, never take your eyes off the group because, you know, kids are distracted. Oh, look at this. Oh, this is neat. Oh, where'd the group go? Oh my God, yeah, Uh-oh. she's bad for that, I hate to say. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a talk to have because she now and she'll be 17 at the time because it's been until June of 2019. So we've got you know another birthday to go through. So hopefully there's more wisdom you know gained at that point and things of that nature. Um, so you know she'll be 17 in three months and a quarter. So uh, you know hopefully wow. yeah, no, like I'm even I'm and to be honest, I mean I am a little nervous about it. You know, actually probably a lot. You know, but I'm like, you know, I'm one of those people who don't want to make decisions because of fear. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to live my life not doing things because of fear. And I'm a firm believer, and you regret the things you don't do more than you regret regret the things you do. Do I didn't watch? I was trying have not you, to say do do, dang it, but I did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> have, have Have you seen Have you seen the movie Taken with Liam Neeson? I've seen all three of them. Well, have you seen it? With your daughter sitting next to you. Uh, no, I think that's you know what I think that's a good idea for. Uh, well, my sister brought that up. My sister, because I was telling my sister about it, she's like, "You did, you seen Taken, right?" I said, "Yes." She goes, eh, "You might want to." I said, "She's going to be with thirty other students," and she was like, "Ah." And then there's and then they told me it's going to be for every six students, there's one chaperone. So there'll be so yeah. there's thirty. There's, yeah, so there's going to be about five adults. Um, well, could you could you imagine, shop, Robert? Shop yeah. Well, I, I'm imagining for you, but could you imagine the conversation that will commence after the movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, have, I think that's a great idea to do that, though. Actually. Yeah, I have two boys, and my two boys went on their missions. One was in Panama City, Tobago, in the Tobago Isles, oh, and wow. he was my youngest, or is my youngest, and he was, and is, or well, not anymore, but. <laughs> um, used to be attached to my apron, basically, and my oldest was, you know, pretty independent. He got sent to Texas, and Joey got sent to Tobago, and he came back, I guess you could say, grown up, and um, both of them are very successful, but I I didn't have the worries that you have, even though there were some concerns for them when they left, um, and also they were older, you know, 18, but uh, yeah, they survived it, and... (laughs) Yeah, great. yeah, I know because it, yeah, it's, it's a t- it's a ten day trip. I mean, she'd be gone for ten days. 
So it's 10 days that I'm going to be up. up you know, I may have to take off work those 10 days because I don't know if I'll be able to concentrate. <laughs> I might be like, I'm just going to take this whole week off work and be sitting, sitting in front of my, sitting in front of my phone, texting her all day long. Like I'll get like a thousand dollars and I'm being exaggerating there, but uh, I was going to say, I'll get a thousand dollars in text fees. <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, that's something I have to discover. I mean, I don't know what the yeah, what the, if it's going to still be free texting or what? I don't know. Huh? Don't know. Yeah, but I figured you know it's it's an opportunity that you know maybe you know a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, I, do, I want, you know didn't want to be passed up. You know, I see now it's like oh you know I got to at least try for it. You know, at least got to you know try to do it. Um, yeah. And so. I thought, you know what? Yeah. Well, when I was in college, we went on a missionary trip to Nebraska. Um, (laughs) Hey, Nebraska's great. When I was in Nebraska, I was hoping I'd be able to see it, Kelly. But um, yeah, we're there. I like Nebraska. I I did. I really like Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good people, Midwest. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, when, when I discovered this i'm like yeah okay x left years ago but oh really yeah, maybe you, you would have talked to me about this instead of just asking my signature for a passport but i got a really good relationship with her new husband and we talked it through and you know okay here's the signature so she can get the passport and everything we talked it through and of course royal service who the heck are these people i go online <laughs> i read the bios i read the this and that you know who the heck are these people you know so okay hey look they've done this for decades and it's really good life-changing experience. Really good. Okay, great. Yeah, sounds good. Good hands. She came back fine. Um, hopefully she listened and kept her eyes on the crowd the whole time, you know, her friends and all. And, well, I'm sure she made some lifelong friends from that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, good job yeah. to you too, Dad. <laughs> Kelly. Uh, yeah. and speaking of friends, we do got another one here on the line who'd like to chime in, and that is our friend John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, Robert, I was just reminded of something that I, I was, I wasn't sure I was going to say it. I thought, no, nah, I'll just leave it to them to talk tonight. But then something just kept in my crawl. you got to at least share this with him because a number of years ago somebody shared something with me. If you've got a daughter, she's dating and stuff, the young man comes over and you guys chat and they're supposed to go out on a date and you know what time they're supposed to come back and stuff, right as they're getting ready to leave, you reach out to give him a firm handshake and put your other hand on his shoulder and give him a firm grip. And you say, and sir, and young man, it's a pleasure to meet you. And make sure you bring her home on time as we discussed. And most importantly, don't forget, anything you do to her, I'm going to do to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> I heard I heard another trick. Is, uh, yeah, you know, uh, of course, this is back in the day of payphones. But this other trick is uh, just before your daughter leaves with the date, give her a quarter. Now, if you're parked somewhere and he wants to take your clothes off, uh, you just go ahead and pull that quarter out, hand it to the guy, and say, uh, "Here's a quarter." Now, call my dad and ask if it's okay to take my clothes off. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, well, well, her, well, yeah, her last boyfriend. I mean, they're broken up now, which I'm actually happy for. Um, I didn't really like him because I did, I did meet him, and uh, the handshake wasn't firm enough, and the eye contact wasn't long enough, uh, and so I, I didn't like him ever since. They only dated for a couple months, uh, so I was kind of happy for that. And they really didn't. They only like went out, went out like two, three times. So, that's I, good. I mean, yeah, that speaks to character. Yeah, because I'm like, I mean, if you can't give me a firm handshake, you can't look me in the eye and, and, and hold that look, then no, I don't know. I just no. Yep. Wow. Is your is your daughter is your daughter pretty that you have to carry a baseball bat? Well, let's see. She's uh, five foot. She's five foot one. Yeah, about ninety ninety three pounds. Um, long blonde hair and brown eyes. Hmm. And you, I mean, wow. you know, my website. It's not. It's not a good picture. So what? The, you, you, and you know, I hate my picture anyway. And then the, the picture I have on the on the website with me and her, uh, that was at a um, that's actually about a year, two years old picture actually to be honest. Uh, that was at a father daughter um, uh, square dance when she was on the Girl Scout uh, picture because I don't like to have my picture taken, so you you really can't find a lot of pictures of me. Um, and so the, the only one I had of me and her together really uh, was one that we took two <laughs> two years ago, literally. At uh, at this um, you know at the you know the square dance for the father daughter square dance uh, for her and the Girl Scouts in the eighth grade. So it's it's, it's not that great of a picture. Um, the quality wasn't that great. But as I said, it's the only thing I could find and scan uh, to kind of give people an idea. You know, you know, kind of have there because people like like those shots. They like those family shots. And I'm just not. A, I'm just oh, never. Cool. A, I'm not a picture person. You know, she she's oh, photogenic. Okay. Me, not so much. Hmm. Wow. Well, I got to tell you something. Uh, well, my my daughter, I'm not so worried about, even though she's pretty and all. Um, you know, of course, my ex from even my ex's mother. All men are evil, so like I don't have to worry about her dating much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, but my son. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to carry a baseball bat. Oh my gosh. He's 12. He's got this demeanor. Everybody likes him, and he's a total social butterfly. So on Saturday, we had a little picnic at the park, and we brought our Nerf guns so we could have our Nerf war. And there was only three of us, and, well, my son saw some kids over there on the playground. And he's like, Dad, I'm going to form my own militia. What? Yeah, some boys oh, wow. over there. That's it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to – Bring uh, a couple guns. This, you know, the first one that signs up, he gets this really cool Nerf gun. And, uh, well, I'll just wait a little bit. Okay, we're going to finish our hot dogs, and we'll go over there. We'll get our stuff. We'll have our Nerf, our, our big war. And they're two, two total strangers, okay? And he, he didn't wait. He was just over there. And so we finally, my, my buddy and I, he, we call him Frisbee. But, you know, so Frisbee and I, we met up with these two other kids and my son. And he's like, yep, got my militia. And so, you know, that's just him. He's just totally approachable and funny, and we're always goofing around and just having fun. And kids just like him. So he takes after I'm dad. Already... Well, I hope so. Um, well, I hope I've been approachable enough that uh... – but uh, one day we're driving somewhere and trying to teach him about conversations. You know, what's the best kind of conversation? You know, the answer is 
conversations that ebb and flow and, and, you, and you really find mutual topics and stuff. So I asked him, hey, James, you know what the best kind of conversation is? He said none. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, none. <laughs> he, he does all sorts of little brilliant funnies like this. You wouldn't believe the astuteness he has. Anyway, um, so we're out there playing. Okay, there's two of us grown-ups versus three kids. Each team, okay, each team gets a total of 30 points. You know, you get – so – us two grown-ups, we get hit 15 times, we're done. Each of those three boys, they get hit 10 times, they're done. And uh, it was a close race, and then a mother comes along. Okay, sons, it's time to go home. I walked over and says, lady, you're call- we're in the middle of a war here, and you're calling your sons home? It was like <laughs> I was teasing her, and she caught it right away. And uh, <laughs> But I'm like, you know, talk about the happy, happy kids. It was just so much fun. And, uh, gosh, I think we had, like, 200 darts, and I think we lost about 20 oh, of them, wow. but that's all right. We just, it was just absolutely <laughs> a, a, a fun. And then and then what fun. happened was, and then what happened was these two kids, uh, there was a boy that was about four, and his sister was, like, six. Now, can we play? And so I had to teach us. I had to cock the gun for the little boy. And, uh, you know, he pulled the trick a couple times, and then he, and then he charges he charges at, at my son when he didn't really know what he was doing. My son's like, you can't do that. I said, well, you started your militia. <laughs> I got my militia. There you go. There you go. Yeah, let's go oh, militia, old. Kelly. I, I think I like that. <laughs> oh, no, we yeah. just lost so, Suzette. Ah. I think we yeah, just I think so, we just accidentally lost Suzette, uh, a thicker line drop. Oh, bummer. Oh. So it's, uh-oh. So it was so funny. Yeah, figure line know, Talk about child abuse. Somebody called CPS. I got a four-year-old and a six-year-old recruited in my militia. <laughs> the Nerf militia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, kids are so much fun. Oh my gosh, kids are fun. Anyway. Hey John, do you want to say something more? Or did we lose well, Robert too? I'm enjoying listening to you laugh and have fun with your story. Oh. Well, I'll tell another funny about my son. So we're traveling somewhere. and Hey, you're doing a great, uh, really good. On, uh, you're great. This is great. Oh, Dad, I figured out how to do fractions. Really simple. Told my teacher. She was amazed. Told the principal. They met with me, and they said, wow, this is really neat. We like it. You're really smart. I'm like, Oh my gosh! Do you have a way of doing fractions? Yes, really easy. Is it, can you can you show me how to do fractions real easy? And he says, "I'm sorry, Dad. I don't do math on weekends." Oh wow! Yeah, I tell you what. I wish I was the same. If she's 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 taking geometry now, and oh, I I, I just I I think I hate it as much as she does. You know, I need I need to have her call you, Kelly, because uh, you're the engineer. You could probably help her with her her. Uh, because uh, seriously, she's she's not doing well in in geometry. She needs help, and she just cannot understand it. I mean, she's gone to tutors, she's gone to extra work and this stuff, and she just cannot get geometry. It's 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 really bad. I mean, it's really bad. Um, well, it's just, it's real. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you need to. Tell, I yeah. mean, and I'm not. I was I wasn't good at geometry either. But but man, she's she's struggling in geometry. Well, here's the trick about math. It's a language like Spanish or French. The more you practice, the better you get. 
That's the biggest secret well, about math. The other thing is, well, yeah, yeah. Well, the other trick with geometry is, the other trick with geometry is, you just got to study the proofs, study the geometric proofs, because when you get a test, you have to write, pretty much write the proofs down and draw lines based on the proofs. And you know, oh, no, they don't do that anymore. What? I, I the, the the Pythagorean theorem and this theorem and that theorem, the A and B and C and whatever crap that they made me memorize when I was in uh, high school, they don't do that anymore. Well, there's no proofs. They don't. They, they don't. They, they, I, I've never heard. I never seen bring anything home that says the proofs on it now. Well, what what geometry was was an exercise in sharpening your logic skills. I mean, you look at two parallel lines, and then you t- two lines across it like a tic-tac-toe thing. Okay, prove this. Well, pff, common sense is duh. Yeah, I can prove it, but that's not how it works. You have to explain why this angle is parallel to that angle because of the proofs. And you write the proofs down, you get an A. So I think that's what I got in geometry, but it's it's proving your stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah, they really don't do that much anymore, to be honest. Hey, oh. Robert. Yeah. There was there was this uh, kind of back hills guy. He saved up a bunch of money, made sure he was going to send his kid off to college and get a good education. Boy runs off to college and he comes home for, you know, holiday and they're all sitting around the table and the the man says to his son, he says, "Hey, boy." He says, "Now." You're going to have to tell me something that you learned out there at that school. We paid a lot of good money. You're going to have to, you know, tell us some of this stuff that you learned. And the boy looks at his dad and goes, well, Dad, pi r, uh, pi r squared. And he, he slammed his fist down on the table, and he says, man, we're going to have to get our money back. I told you, you're going to have to go out there and learn something. Cornbread r squared, pi r round. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard that, I heard that one, yeah. Pun around Corbett Square, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, it's well, funny. I, I like I, that. I, I'm not I might start a new joke teller, but it came to me. I thought I'd try to share it. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking about opening a starting a new business. It's a pie store. For each slice, it'll be three dollars and fourteen cents. Ah, ha, 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 I get it. Ha, ha, ha. I get it. Okay. Pi, yeah. Okay, okay. The value of pi, 3.14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, just... actually, actually, the value of pi is 3.141519. All right, all right, Mr. Mayo. Well, yeah, I do see, unfortunately, that it's about that time uh, for any closing comments or anything of that nature, and then I'll have to close things out for the show for the night. Really appreciate it. Uh, looks like we were able to take things to the uh, end of the show, which uh, I'm glad for. Uh, I didn't get any more texts uh, or emergency calls like, that help. <laughs> so I'm hoping everything uh, is well then uh, for that English. But, uh, yeah, they say that uh, the sophomore year is kind of one of your hardest years because there's a big transition between uh, between the two, so I'm hoping that's it. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, let's go to some closing comments. Yeah, and I know you um, you were here for a lot of the show, John. If you w- you want to make some comments on our guest tonight uh, in your in your closing comments, and you may have heard some as, as well too, uh, Kelly. So let's go ahead. We've got about uh, well, about a minute and a half, uh, and then I'll have to uh, close things out. Go ahead, John. 
Yeah, I just want to encourage everyone to be mindful to call all of your congressmen and senators, state level and federal level, to make sure and say, hey, we still got national security issues with um, DACA and DAPA and the DREAM Act, and we have, you know, national debt issues with that, and we have to make sure that poverty you know, issues go down by inviting all of the people who are on social welfare, unemployment, and stuff like that to get the jobs. And so we need to stop all the illegal and legal immigration until we get all these people off the public dole and they're able to take care of their own neighborhoods, and that helps reduce crime. And I also want to encourage everybody to contact President Trump and, and Vice President Pence and talk to them about, you know, election security. And make sure that our ballots, our ballots, and our votes are counting all throughout the whole uh, mm-hmm. chain of custody, and make integrity there, and and have President Trump and, and Vice President Pence go visit open letter to Donald Trump dot com. Open letter to Donald Trump dot com. Back to you. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, you, very, very good points. Very good points. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, again, we, uh, we're looking forward to uh, in April. We've, I've got some some feelers out. Uh, we're we're just trying to pin down a date when to get uh, Mr. Toyo on. He's uh, running for Senate from uh, Tennessee, uh, and so I believe he's running for the Republican Party in the, in the primary. So we're looking to have him on sometime in April. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get folks on for the gubernatorial race just because uh, their primary is coming up real soon. Uh, but we'll but we'll see. Uh, but thank you very much. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, hey, um, <clears throat> we have Doug LaMalfa here. Where'd you go, Kelly? I don't know. I still see him on the call. You're down in the holler. We can't hear you. Kelly, I hope you're okay. Uh, yeah, well, we, we, we both don't hear, so I guess I'll have to go ahead and uh, close things out um, again. Uh, folks, I want to uh, thank everyone for coming to the show. I want to thank our guest tonight, uh, Angela Winhauser. Uh, for coming on, and of course, uh, all you folks and all the folks listening uh, tonight, and definitely uh, check out, if you will, the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and uh, check out uh, the you know articles from tonight, uh, different guests we've been on. That I'll need to update that with a couple. Uh, and check out our give page, uh, you know, see that as well. Uh, and uh, of course, I will have to end tonight as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take uh, care, folks. Have a great couple of weeks, and we will see you next time. Uh, I believe that the next time we'll be uh, on, well, actually, no, no, we'll, we'll be on, uh, may, I don't know. No, maybe we won't be on uh, around Easter. Uh, and so if everyone out there who celebrates Easter, I hope you have a happy Easter as well. Uh, take care, folks, and good night. Good night. Yep. I was hoping we get Kelly there for a second, but
Thank you.